appears that we're live. All right, testing, testing. Guys, what I need is for you to let me know, can you hear me clearly? I've got my little microphone set up. Can you hear me clearly and can you see my Firefox screen? Let me know in the live chat. While we're waiting for the confirmation from my unofficial uh, producers out there, this is John LeBond coming to you officially on December 14, 2019. It's Saturday morning for me, 20 past midnight. So it's Friday night, the 13th, with a full moon, but it's past midnight officially. So let me know, Lino or Lee Harvey Hitler. Can you hear me clearly? Uh, is the screen, it should be on my Firefox. So right now you should see this uh, this music clip from Ivana Mur. So let me know if you can see that. And if you can, we'll get this show on the road. And let me tell you guys, this is going to be a lot of fun. This could be, I don't want to preempt anything, but this could be the most interesting and insightful live stream that I've ever done. And I've done probably, what, 100 now, 110, 120, 130, somewhere in that, somewhere around there, man, like an outrageous number of live streams over the last five or six years. But this one could be, if not the best, top 10. It could be, with your help. And I need your help, so tell me. Can you hear me? Let me know in the live stream chat. Can you hear me? Is it all coming through clear? Let's get this all sorted, shall we? Lee Harvey Hitler says it's working good. Lino says yes. All right, sweetie. So let's do this right now. Let's just start off with a song. And I found this when I searched for John LeBond. Check this out. This is called M to M. M to M by Ivana Murr. This is the John LeBond Dirty Praga mix. Love Heart. Okay, that's John LeBond spelt with an H. That's how I spell it. So this is my name. This is this is the me remix of Ivana Mur. This is the beginning of what could be the greatest live stream that you've ever seen that I've ever done. So let's let's cut the fluff. Let's get to the stuff. Let's do it right now.
level with you right now. I'm 32 years old, so you know, given my age profile, you can imagine that when I was uh, 18, 19, 20, the music that was big, you know, with the masses was pretty soft kind of techno compared to what's that guy's name? Skrillex. Skrillex became big a couple of years after sort of I went through that age. You know, when people are 18, 19, 20. Whatever the the drinking age is in your country, you spend a year or two, not everybody, but a lot of people spend this time, you know, going out to clubs or going to parties with all the, the typical mainstream music. Man, the techno that was cool when I was a kid was was just before Skrillex. And I'm not one of those, oh, the music was better back in my day, people. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I just mean it got a lot more, for, for want of a better term, hardcore just after my cohort went through you know we had we had very harmless kind of like you know dirty remixes dirty remixes were just you know just fucking teeny bop child bop techno compared to skrillex and then everything that's sort of come since then is is pretty full on now that song is not full on in terms of its sound but it's a bit it's a bit uh, strange if you ask me so Listen, I've never heard that song in full. I just found that when I was Googling John LeBon, which I sometimes do to see what's being said. And I thought that'd be a nice play, a nice play to start this uh, live stream. So that's Ivana Murr, M to M. I'll put a link to that in the info box below if you want to go and check it out. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying it's, it's strange music. I'm not a, I'm not a alternative or contemporary music aficionado. That's uh, some strange shit, but... You know what? We live in a strange time. So it's John LeBond coming to you on 14 December 2019, the early hours of 14 December. Here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about IPS, Infinite Plane Society, also known as Tim Osman with a Z. Now, I've been in communicado of one kind or another with a guy called Tim Osman with an S for about five years. Now, here's where it gets very strange. There's this guy on the scene who calls himself Tim Osmond with a Z, but he's friends with or on good terms with Tim Osmond with an S. So the Tim Osmond that I know is friends with the Tim Osmond that I'm just getting to know. I've spoken with this Tim Osmond many times. He's a cool dude. He, he's about my age, and you know the, the truth cult can, can mess your brain up a little bit. So there's been periods where he and I haven't been on the best terms, but overall, I've put a lot of respect for him, and I would like to think... He's got respect for what I'm doing. Even if we don't agree on a whole bunch of things, there's, there's a common respect for what we're doing. Half a decade of, of communicado. This new Tim Osman, I, I'll be honest, I, I ignored him. I ignored him for the first couple of years, and I'll tell you why. Nothing against him. But I was sick of Flat Earth, man. I was sick of it, all right? And I'm not going to go over this again because I've done it a million times, but I was there at the start of this Flat Earth takeover of the alternative or the the truth, the conspiracy realm, I was there and and I played. I played a part in it, whether I wanted to or not, whether I like it or not. That's what happened. Twenty fifteen, I hosted the first ever weekly live show, interviewing flat Earth guests. So this this idea of uh, now they're doing daily shows that's full on. But back back when it all started back in twenty fifteen. Even just doing a weekly show was was considered a big deal. And the first ever show to do that was my show. And it wasn't just my show. There was a guy called David Weiss of Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole. He's still to this day 
a flat earth proponent. He was on um, Alex Jones, man, a few months ago. Can you believe that? He was one of the panelists. He was one. He was the key. One of the key dudes of that show. There was me. I was the host. David Weiss. He was a key panelist. And Matrix Decode. The three of us, man. And it was David Weiss's idea. Yeah, it was his idea. A great idea, if you ask me. To to do a weekly show interviewing these flat Earth crazies, man. So th- this idea of like daily shows of flat Earth or, or or constant shows, where do you think that started? I'll tell you right now. I'm one of the three people who started it. Yeah, for better or for worse. And and this isn't a case of me being proud of it. I'm not. This is not. Oh, look at me. I'm so. No, I'm just saying that's what happened. I was there. 2015, the start of it. And then there were a whole bunch of arguments that were given to me about flat Earth, and I was like, well, if 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 what you're saying checks out, then that's a good argument for flat Earth. But I need to check it, and I go and check it, and it's not true, right? So I was very open-minded, but. A lot of what they were saying was just not true. For example, the southern flights. Oh, you can't fly from Australia to South America or vice versa. And it's like, all right, well, maybe you can't. I don't know. I've never done it. But I have flown from Africa to Australia. So some of these flights do exist. But maybe they're faking Australia to South America. Why not? That's possible. Uh, so if, if, if we find out you can take this flight, will you agree that that debunks flight earth? Oh, yeah, I would agree with that. Then we find out that flight exists. And I'm like, okay, so you said that if the flight exists, it debunks flat Earth. No, it doesn't debunk flat Earth. It proves flat Earth. That's not what you said a few months ago. So, so to cut a very long story short, I got very sick of flat Earth. Not because I think, like, the, if you believe the Earth is flat, fine, that's cool. Who cares? It's not, it's not a big deal. Yeah. It was just the, the scene in general. I was just, man, I made 50 videos either debunking, critiquing, or mocking Flat Earth. 50, man. And this isn't just videos of me just sitting here talking. These were heavily edited videos. These took hours each. Some of them maybe took one hour, but some of them took maybe 10 hours, man. So on average, you're talking maybe three, four, five hours. I don't know. Let's go conservative and say two hours. Let's just say that the average video took two hours. It was more than that, but let's be conservative. That's 100 hours of my life, man. 100 hours of my life that I'll never get back. And I was like, that's it, I'm done with Flat Earth. So then I hear about this uh, Infinite Plane Society guy uh, calling himself Mark Sargent, giving testimony to some Albuquerque council meeting. And I'm like, all right, well, good for him, but I want nothing to do with it. I want nothing to do with Flat Earth, okay? So, so I ignored it. I ignored uh, Infinite Plane Society for a long time. But over the last few months, he's been heavily promoted by a guy called Fakeologist, fakeologist.com. And that's, that's one of the very few blogs, one of the very few outlets that I check on a regular basis. And look, if you promote something to me, probably I ignore it. Promote it again, probably I ignore it. But at a, at a certain point, I'm like, all right, I'll fucking check it out. Part of my language, I'll check it out. So I checked out this IPS guy. And to my surprise, I loved it. I thought it was great. I was like, holy shit, this guy's talking sense. Then that's very rare because, man, this scene, I'm not just talking about the flat earth, I'm talking about the conspiracy scene. The vast majority of people here are completely fucking retarded. Part of my language, I'll try not to swear. The vast majority of people here, and I'm not saying you, I don't know who the hell you are, but I'm just saying the people in general. Man, the people here are just as hopeless as the normies, if not more so. In fact, later in this presentation, I'm going to make a case to you that the truth scene, has more morons than the regular populace per capita. Oh, no, man. 
the the truth scene everybody knows the truth no i'm telling you there's more per capita like for every hundred people there's more morons here than the regular populace i never would have believed that at the start but that's that's my current position i'm going to make that case to you later in this presentation so for, when i hear when i listen to someone and i'm like holy shit this guy gets it that's a very rare thing so I listened to one of IPS's calls a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, holy shit, this guy gets it. Not that I agree with everything that he said, by the way, because he was also saying that Justin Bieber is the weekend. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about, man? So, so I'm not saying I agree with everything that he says, but a lot of what he said, I think, was very sensible. So I've been listening to more of his stuff since then. This is what I do. If I find someone who seems sensible, or they might be sensible, I listen to it as much as I can, yeah, because I spend a lot of time walking, I spend a lot of time at the gym, I spend a lot of time listening to podcasts, man. You know, I don't own a car. I'm, right now, I'm coming to you from Hanoi, Hanoi, Northern Vietnam, man. I don't have a car here. I don't have a scooter. I want to go to the cafe, man. I walk. I want to go to the gym. My gym is a 20-minute walk from my where I stay right now. So you walk to the gym, spend an hour there, walk home. That's an hour, 40 minutes, man. If I'm listening at 1.5 speed, I can listen to a three-hour podcast in one trip to the gym, yeah? So if I find someone I like, man, I can I can go through their back catalog very quickly. So that's what I've been doing with this IPS guy. And this presentation that you're watching right now, or that you're listening to right now, what we're going to do is I'm going to respond to this IPS guy. I'm going to respond to one of his latest calls. I've got four notes here. I've got four notes written. Can you see that? I've got it marked as one hour, 22 minutes, one hour, 41 minutes, two hours, one minute, and two hours, seven minutes. Okay, we're going to look at one of his presentations, one of his presentations from the last week. I took some notes. I'm like, I want to talk about this. I want to respond to this IPS guy. I've got some things to say to IPS and to his audience and to my audience as well. So that's exactly what we're going to do today but before we do that let's go and check out the live stream chat guys let me know is the audio coming through okay is the stream coming through okay you let me know let's find out in the live chat we've got miss ali miss ali says john lebon you're a great guy i love your content thank you miss ali i appreciate the kind words i'm very fortunate that over the last uh, what is it now five years i've had a number of people who have supported what i'm doing and I hope that every single one of those people, uh, the ones who are still supporting what I do, and the ones who have since left the, um, the truth scene or just left my channel or whatever, I hope that every single person who has supported me over the last five years understands what a good thing they've done, how much I appreciate it. Even if they've subsequently uh, gone on a different path. We're all on different paths, Miss Ali. You're on a different path and I'm on a different path and we're all on different paths. I mean, look at me now, I'm 32 years old and I'm here in northern Vietnam, man. You know, this is my first ever winter Christmas, right? I'm 32 years old. And this Christmas in, 12, in 11 days' time will be my first ever Christmas in winter because I grew up in Australia, right? So why am I a 32-year-old man living by myself? Yeah, no, no wife, no kids, no official career, yeah? 32 years old, man. Why am I doing this? Why am I live streaming at 12.36 uh, on a Saturday morning? Yeah, enjoying a nice 
tiger bee. Why am I doing that? Well, this is my path. This is my path. It's not your path. This is not many people's paths. In fact, I think this is pretty much only my path. And uh, and you, Miss Ali, you have your path. And I, I wish you every success with your path. And every person who has ever supported me on my path, I can't thank any of you enough. If you were right here right now, any of you, there's there's hundreds of people, like literally three figures of people who have supported me at some point. If I could give you a big hug right now, man, I would. Like, I can't describe it, man. I've been, I've been very blessed. And, and this is the big difference between myself and so many of the, the content creators and presenters of this scene. <clears throat> Pardon my voice. Is a lot of the people here, they want you to believe that you're a victim. And they want you to believe that they're a victim. It's a victimhood mentality. Oh, the evil elites are keeping us down. YouTube is censoring us. Um, there's there's some metaphysical force that's against us. It's changing our memories. You know all this kind of stuff, man. Which I got sucked into for a while. I I remember that. I remember that mindset. I know what it's like. But but for me, it's like no, man. If if I'm a victim, if I am, I don't think I am. But if I'm a victim. I'm a victim of one person, and that person is me, right? It's this, yeah? If, if I'm a victim of anybody, it's me making bad decisions, man. Not getting enough sleep, not eating properly, not exercising enough, working too much on this freaking computer, drinking too much alcohol. What else? Worrying too much about stuff? You name it, man. It, I'm, I'm the culprit. I'm, I'm, I'm the guy responsible, yeah? So if I'm a victim, and I don't think I am, but if I am, I'm a victim of me, not of some freaking evil elite, yeah? And that, that's the big difference between what I'm doing and what I think the majority of people in this scene are doing. I'm not seeing myself as a victim. And we will, we, we will talk about that later in this presentation because that's one of the notes I've got regarding IPS. So let's go through the live chat. Miss Ali, like I said, good to have you there. Who else have we got? Witzer says, just call him Mitchell. I'd know who that is. Fakeologist says, Hi, JLB, the sound is good. Thank you, Fakeologist, for letting me know. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with Fakeologist, fakeologist.com, one of the main stepping stones. You imagine like you're on a you're on the bank, the river bank, and you want to get to the nice little island, the happy island, where things are calm, a nice sunlight, beautiful fruit to pick from the trees and to eat and to enjoy good company. How do you get to that island, man? There are stepping stones along the way. And one of those stepping stones for me, one of the most important stepping stones, was fakeologist.com. Now, am I saying that fakeologist is perfect? No. Am I saying that I'm perfect? No. Are you perfect? No, you're not. You know that. The fakeologist was very useful for me to learn about media fakery. And unless and until you understand media fakery, you don't understand anything, man. I'll give an example. The JFK assassination. The mainstream story is, oh, he was killed by Lee Harvey Oswald or some shit like this. For what reason? What's the official story of why he did that? I don't even know. I don't even know the official story of why Lee Harvey Oswald did it. What was his reason? He didn't like JFK? He didn't like Catholics? I don't know. That's obviously a fake story. Now, the conspiracy story, the Act Realm story, is, oh, no, man, 
It was the it was um, the Freemasons who did it. It was the Jesuits who did it. It was the government. It was the CIA. Man, they took out JFK because he was going to. What was he going to do? He was going to stop the Federal Reserve. He was going to stop the Cold War. He was going to stop Vietnam. I mean, what the hell is the story? It's bullshit, man. There's a small percentage of people who understand. No, that's all crap, man. The official story, the conspiracy, it's all nonsense, bro. Because nobody died and nobody got hurt, period, okay? JFK didn't die that day. Nobody died that day. Nobody in that car, anyhow. That's a fake story. Now, a lot of people are like, what the hell are you talking about, JFK? Of course, uh, JLB, of course someone died that day. JFK died and it's like, okay, fine. If you believe that, that's cool. That's fine. But you're wrong about that. That's You've watched a made-for-TV movie and you thought it was real. And that's okay, so did I. But I, I moved beyond that thanks to an understanding of media fakery. And, and fakeologist.com was a huge assistance in, uh, in that stepping stone for me. So it's good to see the fakeologist is in the live chat. Lee Harvey Hitler says, yes, coming through loud and clear. I really appreciate that. God, I don't have a producer, all right? I don't have a producer here. Every time, at the end of the year, every year, the CIA gives you this suggestion box. And it's like, what is working well? What's not working well? We love your feedback, blah, blah, blah. So every year I say, can you please give us all a producer? Is that, is that so much to ask? Yeah? Give each one of your assets a producer. Is it so much to ask? Every year, the same message. Never get a response. Not even a thank you, Agent uh, 77, John LeBon, for, for giving us this. No, nothing. Nothing. They're ignoring me. All right? So I've got no producer. I'm going to do this all by myself. And uh, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. All right? So thank you for the live chat for assisting me with the, uh, the technical uh, issues. Beefy Squire says, love heart beer. Yes. Uh, listen, this stuff is no good for you. Okay? And I'm going to quit it eventually. I will. I will. The longest I've gone without it, without any alcohol, was 12 months when I was 25. And I keep like telling myself, ah, oh, I can go a year without alcohol. I've done it before, but it's like, yeah, that was, that was seven years ago, man. That was 2000, what year was that? 2013? And we're now about to enter 2020. That's almost seven years ago, man. So it's, it's almost to the point where it's like, yeah, I have done it, but that wasn't really me who did that. So can, can this me do that? Like, do you understand what I'm trying to say? It's like, yeah, I, I, I did, I went a year without, a whole year without alcohol, man. That includes going to weddings. I went to two weddings that year, sober. Everybody else was drunk, having fun. And I was like, I can't drink. I promised I wouldn't drink this year to myself. And I succeeded. So for years, I've been living off that. But it's like, yeah, that was a long time ago, bro. So, you, yes, you did do that, but you didn't really do that. Can you do that today? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. So I think I will test myself and, and go without again. But, man, it's, it's, it's like mother's milk, man. I, I love it. I just, yeah, it's, it's a problem. It's a problem. Let's be honest. It's a problem. It's, it's a big problem, but I love it. Mm-mm-mm. Somebody once said to me, JLB, do you believe this is really brewed like real beer? Or do you think it's all just chemically uh, manufactured? Like, it's all, like, do you believe that, that beer is a hoax, basically? And I was like, you know what? <clears throat> of course it's a hoax. Do you, I mean, I don't know about Vietnam, but Australia, man, come on. 
Am I supposed to believe they've got these giant vats where they put in the malt and the hops and the barley and the distilled water and they brew it for... No, that's bullshit, man. That's To me, that's obviously not what they do. What they do is they take the water, they put in the ethanol, they put in the flavoring, they bottle it, they sell it. This is not brewed. This is fucking victory gin, bro. Same as the spirits that you drink. Do, it, listen, it's different if you're in America because you can imagine, oh, they ship the the vodka, uh, they ship the whiskey from Kentucky, right? Okay, maybe, maybe, I doubt it, but maybe. But if you're in Australia, man, they tell us that, they tell us that, oh, the, the Jack Daniels is shipped, shipped on a ship from the United States to Australia. So they, they get the, the ingredients, right? They collect the ingredients, they put it all in a barrel for seven years, then they bottle it, then put it on a boat to Australia, and then they sell it for $35 for a 700 ml uh, bottle, yeah? I used to believe that. I used to believe that. Whereas now, it's obvious to me, no, some bottling place in Australia gets a whole bunch of water, puts in a whole bunch of ethanol, a whole bunch of colouring and flavouring, bottles it, sells it. If this stuff ain't brewed, man, no. Can you brew alcohol? Yes, you can. Is that what they're doing? No. No, they're not, dude. This is just... This is just fucking packaged ethanol, as far as I'm concerned. That's my opinion. I could be wrong, but... And I hope I'm wrong, but... I think it's pretty obvious this is just Victory Gin. 1984 style. Yeah, yeah, boy. Shit. Mm-mm-mm. So, Joby, why are you drinking it? Well, because it's fun, obviously. That's why I'm doing it. You know that. Come on. Alrighty. Uh, Fakeologist says drinking beer in the morning. Well, it's only... A quarter one in the morning here for me, and uh, I'll be going to sleep after this presentation. I'll go to sleep. I'll wake up on a Saturday morning, and you know what I'll do tomorrow? I will wake up. I'll spend half an hour in my bed browsing Reddit. Then I will get up, put clothes on, go to the gym, do an hour at the gym, walk home, have a shower, put my clothes on, walk to the cafe, have some lunch on the way to the cafe, sit at the cafe for four to seven hours. And then I will come home. That will be my day tomorrow. So, listen, the, the life of the so-called digital nomad, it looks it looks so fabulous. Oh, man, this guy's traveling the world. And he's working from a laptop. Isn't that a great lifestyle? Yeah, in some ways it is. And I, ne- I never want to sound like I'm complaining. But it's not as glamorous as it seems, man. Like, your Saturdays, Ab, are probably significantly more interesting than mine, all right? I don't know how old your daughters are, but I bet you one of them is old enough to be doing recitals or sports practice or something. So on your Saturday, you get to go and watch her enjoying her life, and you get to live vicariously through her successes. And maybe her soccer team has made the playoffs this year, and you get to go and watch and cheer. And I I promise you, bro, if that's what you're doing on a Saturday, that's more fun than my Saturday. Tomorrow... I've got to edit part two of my recent interview with Marcus Allen. Now, was the interview with Marcus Allen fun? Yes. Is the final call going to be awesome? Yes. But the actual process of sitting there in front of audacity on your screen and editing out all the dead air and the ums and the ahs and putting in clips, and all that, that's, not, that's not exciting, okay? It's, I try to make the most of it. You know, sometimes I'll be like whinging in my mind i'm like shut up dude look at yourself 
you're in a freaking Vietnam, beautiful place, okay? Your, your job is to produce content that you want to listen to. That's a magic. If, if your job is producing what you want, that's a magic job, dude. Stop complaining. And I'm like, that's a good point. And then I get back to work, okay? So I'm not, I'm not complaining, but it's not. Dude, if you were to look, if you had a camera focused on me tomorrow for the four to seven hours that I spend at the cafe, you would just see a dude who looks like he's bored as shit, all right? So this, this lifestyle of mine, yeah, I'm not, I'm not complaining, but it's not, it's not as glamorous as, uh, as it seems is, is the point I'm trying to make to you, all right? That's the point I'm trying to make. So let's go through the rest of this live chat. And then what we're going to do, guys, is remember, this is you're watching JLB's response to Infinite Plane Society, a.k.a. Tim Osman. And I've got four points that we're responding to here. One at one hour, 22 minutes, where he talks about censorship. One at an hour, 41 minutes, where he talks about NASA symbolism. One at two hours, one minute, where he talks about the King Kill 33 by James Shelby Downard. Man, when I heard that, my ears pricked up. I'm like, whoa, I was already impressed by this IPS guy. But when he started talking about King Kill 33 by James Shelby Downard, by name, he mentioned it by name, I'm like, fuck, man, this guy is even more impressive than I thought. So we were talking about that. And also synchronicity. Now, he didn't use the word synchronicity, but he gave a story at two hours, seven minutes, where that's exactly what he was talking about. So what I'm going to share with you guys today in this presentation, this live presentation, is a, a personal story of mine that I have spoken about on the website on johnthebond.com, but I haven't spoken about publicly. But uh, today I'm going to speak about it with you guys right now in the, the live stream chat. If you're, if you're ready for it, I'm going to talk about a pretty significant event in my life from about three years ago, and uh, it was pretty full on at the time. And it's been pretty full on ever since. And some people will get it, some people won't. So stick around for that. Who else is in the live stream chat? Who else we got here? Howie Dunn says, cheers everyone. Hope you're having an excellent Friday the 13th. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yesterday was Friday the 13th and a full moon. Nice little combination. Fakeologist says, JLB, you're the man, but try to avoid thumping the touchpad. Yeah, I'll do my best to, to not... Uh, thump the uh, thump ad. Ab, thank you for... Ab is the closest thing I've got to a producer. Thank you, Ab, very much. Miss Ali, one of my favorite people in the act realm. Sadly, she doesn't have a channel. She doesn't go on camera or share her voice, which I think is a great shame because she's from Liverpool, and, man, that Liverpoolian accent is uh, something special, if you ask me. In fact, I can't wait. I will be in Liverpool one day. And uh, I love that Liverpool accent. For those of you who don't know much about British accents, if you've ever listened to the Beatles, that's a Liverpoolian accent. And uh, Miss Ali's from Liverpool, so you would assume she has one of those kinds of accents. She says that the mysteries within are far greater than the mysteries without. Yeah, I agree with that, man. And I would also agree, Miss Ali, that if, if, this, if this is your opinion, which I think it probably is, that the greatest enemies are within, not without. So all these people who sit there and complain about the evil elite and all these pedo elites and Jeffrey Epstein and, and uh, people who start wars, and all, that's all nonsense, man. My biggest enemies, right here in this head, I've been overseas now for 10 months now, the best part of a year. 
And I've had some great times, I've had some crap times, and, and mostly a lot of stuff in between. But man, those crap times, the, the, the bad times, like the really... I mean, imagine being overseas, man, all by yourself, right? Sure, when you're overseas, you meet people, you make friends, and, and whatever, that's great. But for the most part, you're on your own, man. You're on your own. And so some of those times are, are very isolating, very lonely, and sometimes... Uh, it's it's natural to have some some dark thoughts, some really dark thoughts, and all of those dark thoughts that was not the fault of or the cause of some evil elite or some nefarious group. No, it was the voice in my head. So when I listen to people complain about this supposedly evil elite, I'm like, I'm listening to a retard. I know that. When I when I look at people. And they focus on some external evil. I'm like, this person's a retard. Because I know from my experience, man, the greatest evil is some of the dark voices in my own mind. Now, those voices will come and go. And it's up to me to, to deal with those voices as, as they come. But if I fail or if I struggle to, to deal with those voices appropriately, man, they, they can become overwhelming. There's no, there's no freaking boogeyman coming to get me. There's no evil elite trying to stop me. There's no censorship. I'm streaming to you right now live, man. Live around the world. 22 people watching live right now. A thousand people are going to listen in the next week. Who's censoring me? Nobody. Nobody. But who's trying to work against me? My own brain, man. My own brain. Yeah. Sometimes. Not always, but sometimes. And when it does, who's that on? Me. In my opinion. So, carrying on with the live chat, uh, fakeologist says that alcohol is toxic. I agree, dude. I'm not trying to promote it. I'm not saying it's good for. It's bad for you. I know that. I know that. I'm not trying to say it's good. And, and people like you, Ab, who abstain from alcohol, man, I respect it big time. Dave J has been sober for years. I respect that. Lindsay the Silver Fox been sober for thirty years, man. I respect that. Uh, who else? Marcus Allen says that he's been sober for a certain period of time. I respect that. Dude, all these people who abstain from alcohol, man, I respect it. I admire it. I want to emulate it. But I'm not perfect. I'm not a perfect person. And, and one of my weaknesses, one of my several weaknesses, is that I just love a, I love a beer. I do. And it's, it's pathetic. I know. I fully understand it. But it tastes good. It tastes good. It feels good. And uh, yeah, so one day, man, one day I'll be live streaming. I'll be like, man, remember back in 2019 when I was one of those pathetic people who drank beer? I'm so glad I'm, I'm beyond that. One day that'll happen. But for the time being, no, I am one of those pathetic people who just loves beer. It just feels fantastic. I'm just being honest. It does. I love it. I have no justification, no defense, no rationalization. I'm just saying it's a, it's a beautiful thing. So who else is in the live chat? Miss Ali says, doesn't matter how fake you see the world. By the way, Miss Ali, you don't need to use capitals. I promise I'll read out your comments. I will, because you know how much I respect your work. So stop using the, the capitals, please. She says, don't use the capitals. I will still read your comments. I promise. She says, and now it's, now it's gone behind on the, on the stream here. She says, it doesn't matter how fake you see the world. Self-control is the biggest thing to achieve. That is a very wise comment. It's a very wise comment. Can I tell you the truth? I'll tell you something that maybe you don't want to hear. 
When I left Australia, I weighed about 71 or 72 kilograms, which is about 155 pound. Right now, I'm at 76 kilograms, which is about 170 pound. So I've put on about six, six kilos, about 15 pounds, of which maybe two kilos is muscle. Like I'm slightly more uh, muscular, but most of that extra weight is fat. It's sad, man. It's sad. And and my frame, the way that my body's built, I should be at 70, about 70 or 72, I should be. 76 is too heavy. It's too fat, all right? Now, why has that happened? Well, I can make all the excuses in the world. Oh, I'm, I'm moving house too often. Uh, it's hard to find a gym sometimes. It's hard to be in a routine. Uh, I'm very isolated, so on a Friday night, I'm more likely to drink. I can make all the excuses in the world, but at the end of the day, man, it's my fault. It's my fault. So this uh, this trip has been a huge test of my self, my self uh, control, my self discipline. And and the and the fact of the matter is, man, I've failed that test. Now I'm still in much better shape than most guys my age, but that's easy. Most guys my age are not in good shape the the test isn't them the test is me and and the the point of comparison is the me who left australia and that me was fitter overall than the me today that's a fact that's a fact so i've got work to do and i know i know that i know that so i'm not i'm not arguing with you one bit Fakeologist says they moved giant vats from germany to a toronto cost a fortune search for the epic truck show that's listen, Ab. That's not, not not enough detail. Do you want to come on the show, dude? I can. I've never brought somebody into the show using OBS, but why don't we try it right now? Why don't you come on the show just for five minutes? All right. This this call will probably get about maybe five hundred views, maybe a thousand, somewhere between that. Some of them will know who you are. Some of them won't. This would be a great way to cross promote fakeologist.com. So. Let me know if you want to come on board, and either through Skype or Discord, we can get you on just for five minutes. Come along and, and tell us who you are. You're a terrific speaker. You know that you are. You've got a natural talent for it. Come on the show. Why not? I've been listening to IPS because of you, Ab, and he has like a call-in phone number. I didn't have that. But what I'll do is on this call, if you won't come on, that's fine. You should be. If, that's, if you won't, that's fine. But someone in the live chat should come on through Discord. I'm sure there's some way to use OBS to get somebody onto the show. So let's test it out tonight on uh, johnthebond.com, John the Bond YouTube channel. Let's have a caller in. Somebody should call in through Skype or through Discord. I don't know how to do that, but we can work it out. Let's do it. Uh, let's see. Miss Ali says, digital nomad glamorous. In whose world? Well, young people, not all young people, but young people involved in anything to do with travel. They love it. They love the idea that you can travel the world and make money from a computer, which I still think is an awesome idea. The thing is, I've come to learn that most of the people in the digital nomad scene, they're bullshit. They're not making money from their computer. And I've listen, I could live stream on this topic for three hours straight, but I don't want to bore the listeners, okay? I've got my conspiracy audience and I've got my digital nomad audience. I don't want to cross them. So today is conspiracy. 
So I'll keep it short. Listen, there's a whole bunch of people who are pretending that you can easily live a life of traveling the world and make money from a laptop. Now, it is true you can travel the world and make money from a laptop. That is true. I know that because that's exactly what I'm doing. But it's not easy. There's not many people doing this. And it's not necessarily a smart thing to do with your life. If you have real friends and real family in your home city, maybe you're better off there, man. Maybe you're better off there. I I wish that there was some city that I could be in where I really felt at home. For better or for worse, when I was 22, 23 years old, I left Melbourne and moved to Brisbane. Started a whole new life and went out of my way to make new friends and start a new a new life in Brisbane. And so now I can go to Brisbane. I know people, it's great, but it's not really home. I can go to Melbourne where I grew up and there's people I know, we can get along, it's great, but it's not really home. I... I kind of jeopardized my own home to build a second home and now I've got two semi-homes but it's not it's not real it's not real and now I'm overseas you know in every city I go to I meet these people I make these contacts but it's not real it's not long term and and so anyone out there who has real real friends and real family in your home city uh, sure travel enjoy the world man it's an amazing world that we live in it really is but but what you have at home is is special, and uh, I wish I had that. And, and maybe I do, and I'm just like deluding myself. Like maybe if I went back to Melbourne, would just be like, like I never left. But I don't think so, man. I I did leave ten years ago, and uh, sadly there are consequences that follow from that. Now that's focusing on the negatives. There are heaps of positives. I mean, I've done some things that most people could only dream of. There, I've done some things that people wouldn't even believe, man. Like I've had a great life in some ways, but. I'm, I'm trying to be circumspect. I've missed out on some things as well. And just going to a friend's wedding, just going to a brother's engagement party, just um, just hanging out with your mates, man, having a beer after work. Who did I have beers with today, right? I finished my work today. I had to finish this podcast I was editing. You know what I did? I promised myself that if I finished it on time, I could have a few beers tonight. That was, that was how I promised myself I'd celebrate. Who was I drinking beers with, man? Nobody. Nobody. I was listening to... The finished MP3. I was sitting there having a, a little, like a kind of like a kebab, I guess, having a kebab, kind of like a kebab, having a, a beer, and just listening to a podcast all by myself. That's not fun. Not compared to being with your real friends in your real city, man. If I could trade in what I'm doing for just being with some mates from high school, having a few beers, talking shit, man, I would take having a few beers with real friends in real life, talking shit any day of the week over sitting by myself, having a tiger beer, eating a falafel, listening to the podcast I just edited, okay? Like, now, some people will say, oh, but JLB, if you just lived a boring life, you'd give, you'd give that away to go and do what you're doing now. That's true. The grass is always greener. I'm not trying to come across as uh, complaining or whinging or not appreciative. Dude, I'm, I'm very fortunate, man. I can pack up my life right now and tomorrow move to Thailand, tomorrow move to Malaysia, Tomorrow, move to Europe. I've got people in America saying, come and stay. Dude, the whole world is my oyster, all right? I'm not complaining. I'm very grateful. But I'm just trying to say that those of you who have real friends, even if they're normies, because all my friends in Melbourne are all normies, man. They all think I'm crazy because they've all seen my dinosaur work. <clears throat> I don't know how they all saw it. One of them must have found it and then shared it with the others. So all of my friends from high school... They've all seen my dinosaur stuff. They all think I'm completely crazy, 
right? They're all complete normies. But you know what? They're still fun to hang out with. I still like being around them. One of them tells a story. Remember how back in grade 10, blah, blah, blah. It's, dude, it's fun. It's fun being around normies when you have a shared history with them. Yeah, and that it, the digital nomad thing is is about throwing that away in a, in a large, you know, to a large degree. Is the uh, the fact of the matter? So if I can sort of like summarize that, listen, I'm very lucky to be doing what I'm doing, and I'm grateful. But those of you who have real friends in your home city where you grew up, you've got something very special that I that I don't have. Uh, do I have some advantages? Sure. Can I do some cool things? Yes. I'm not denying that, but. Man, uh, to be in your home city with the people you grew up with, that's that's special. I think it's special. Yeah, that's just my opinion. All right. Uh, Miss Ali says, admit how sad and lonely you are. Well, that's perfect. Well, I think I kind of just did, in a way. I think that's pretty... What, what I just said is pretty similar to what you just wrote. Lee Harvey Hitler says, I'm here, but I have to head out in a few... Oh, is that your excuse, Lee Harvey Hitler, to not come on the show? Come on the show, bro. What are you scared of? Come on and uh, put your voice out there. You've left some fantastic comments and uh, you've seen enough of my content. You know that I won't attack you or anything. Just come on and just share your thoughts, man. What are you scared of? One of the things I like about IPS is I think he's encouraging people to just talk, just share your opinions. Do you believe that this event on the TV is fake? Say it. What are you scared of? What are you scared of? When I first got into this scene, there was this, and this is, we're talking about 20, 000, uh, 2014, 2015, 2013, 2014. At that time, there was this uh, zeitgeist, there was this cultural attitude in this scene of, oh, you should be scared, and like, it was just, dude, it was a lot of nonsense. There's nothing to be scared of, okay? There's no paid shields, there's no government agents, there's no... If you still believe in that stuff, no offense, but you're on the wrong channel. Like, most of the membership of my website, including myself, we used to believe in that stuff. And we've we've moved on. We've moved on from that. So if you still believe that, oh, if I talk about the truth, they're going to... No, no offense, but you're stuck in a paradigm that once you, once you get out of it and you look back, you'll be like, was I really that foolish? Yeah, I was. I was that foolish. But if you're still stuck in it, it seems... Oh, no, they're definitely... They're definitely watching... Okay, well, I know what it's like to be there, but it's... It's nonsense. It's complete nonsense, all right? You've got nothing to worry about. Anybody who tells you that you've got something to worry about, that person might not have your best interests at heart. They might not have their own best interests at heart, okay? Anybody who tells you to worry about anything probably not your friend okay probably not your friend anybody any any person in this world who tells you to worry about something to be anxious about something probably not your friend is my opinion all right and that includes people who tell you oh there's paid shills no there isn't all right between you and me there's one person in this world who has exposed the cavendish experiment hoax the dinosaur hoax the human evolution hoax, the diamonds coming from the earth hoax, the war hoax, myriad hoaxes. There's one person who's done it. And this person travels around Asia 
and he's a sitting duck. And if there was anybody to stop him, they'd have stopped him by now. And nobody stopped him. Who's that person? You're watching him right now. So I'm exposing hoax after hoax, bro. That's my job now, is to expose hoaxes. Nobody stopped me. Why is that? Why is that? Because there's no one to stop us. There's no one to stop me. There's nobody to stop you. And anyone who tells you otherwise is, in fact, a liar, period. Okay? Period. And that includes the little voice in your head that says, Oh, no. If I, if I say too much, they'll stop me. No, that's, that's you stopping yourself in your own head. Okay? Yes. And I'll talk more about that later in the call. Now, if you're joining us late, this is JLB response to IPS, a.k.a. Tim Osman. There is a uh, young, young man in the United States, and he goes by the name Tim Osman with a Z. Uh, and he also goes by the name IPS. And he's been streaming these uh, live streams for a period of time. And he talks about Flat Earth, Mandela Effect, Media Fakery, just the, the deceptions of our time. And uh, recently he's caught my attention because he's been promoted by Abba Fakeologist. And I listened to one of his calls from the last few days. And some of what he was saying stood out to me so much, I took some notes on my main pad. I moved those notes over to this, this little receipt. And so today I'm going to talk about four things that he was talking about. At 1 hour 22 of the call in question, he mentioned censorship. We'll talk about that. At 1 hour 41, he mentioned NASA symbolism. We're going to talk about that. At 2 hours and 1 minute, he mentioned the King Kill 33, James Shelby Downard. Boy, was I impressed when he said that. We'll talk about that. And 2 hours and 7 minutes... Synchronicity, not his word. He didn't use that word. He just spoke about his experience. And I'm listening to this guy going, bro, that's synchronicity. That's a sync that you're talking about right now. So I don't know if he understands what sync is, but I'm going to explain it to you guys during this live stream. But first, we need to go through some of these live chat comments and questions. Who else have we got in here? Multi Tom Tom says, welcome back to FE. Listen, Multi Tom Tom. If you happy believing the earth is flat, I'm happy for you. It's, that's fine. It doesn't affect me. All right? Who else have we got in the live chat? Uh, Multi Tom Tom says, we need you. Listen, flat earth does not need me. You guys are fine. You have your own little subculture, your own little uh, community with your leaders and your financial system and, and your tithing. And you guys do not need me at all. And I, I hope you guys are happy. Miss Ali says, Satan is definitely real. Uh, John LeBond hasn't got a clue. Well, maybe I don't have a clue. That's possible. Why not? Uh, Multi Tom Tom says, but JLB, you are Miss Ali. Well, this is true. Some people do claim that I am Miss Ali. It's possible that I am trolling my own chat. That's possible. Why not? Anything's possible, man. We live in a crazy, crazy world. Howie Dunn says, I recently quit drinking and it did wonders for me. Sobriety is so rewarding, you will quit when you're ready. Yep. I, dude, I've spent I spent a year sober once. I've spent three months sober several times. Dude, when I don't drink, I'm so happy. My body's better off. Everything's great. Sobriety is a fantastic thing. I, I swear by sobriety. Trust me. But with that being said... This is happiness in a bottle. 
Now it's a short-term happiness. And basically, you borrow. what happens is you borrow from tomorrow, right? That's what it is. Drinking is borrow from tomorrow. You take the happiness that you would have had tomorrow. You have it tonight. Tomorrow you feel like shit. I don't mean physically. Physically, I feel okay. But spiritually, I start to have negative thoughts. Because happiness is gone. Because I borrowed it from tomorrow, you see. Dude, I know that full well. I fully understand, Powie. So if, if you're doing well with sobriety, I love it. You should call in. Call in to John LeBon. Call in to my, uh, to my live stream right now. I don't have a phone number. But uh, indicate in the live stream that you're keen to join. And we'll hook you up. Dude, I will hook you up on the JLB Discord server. All right. Normally, you have to pay money to get onto that. It's exclusive for me and for about 100 people around the world who are top tier. Okay. But I will hook you up right now into my Discord so you can join me for this live stream if you will come and talk about the benefits of sobriety. All right? That's an offer that I make to you right now, live on this live stream. Permaculture Hill says, Howdy, I just started watching and there is some Vanamur lady on the screen dancing. What's going on here? That's a great question, Permaculture Hill. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Permaculture Hill is uh, hes about my age. I'm 32. I think he's about my age, early 30s. And he lives in Minnesota in the US. And he's into permaculture. This this idea that you can have like self-sustaining farms and that it's better for you if you... Fo- if you grow your own food, it's better for you is, is one of the, the things I emphasize. He's totally into that. He runs his own farm. He's, he's a cool dude. Has his own podcast, which I'll link to in the show notes below. But since he got here late, permaculture. Let me show you this. This is um, this is bizarre stuff. Basically, I googled my own name, and people are like, "Oh, you shouldn't Google your own name." Fine, if you don't want to Google your name, don't. But I sometimes Google mine, and this is what I found. Check this out. This is uh, Ivana Mur M to M, the John LeBon Dirty Praga mix. I don't know who these people are. I've never met these people. I do not condone using children in your own film clips. In fact, you shouldn't even... This is my opinion. No offense, but... You shouldn't even be posting photos of your children on Facebook. Is my opinion. Just my opinion. So, (laughs) I don't know who these people are, Hilly. I don't know who these people are, I don't know what their story is, but somehow they've they've put up a remix, a John LeBon uh, remix of their song. And I was explaining at the start of this presentation that people my age, same as your age, Chili, we when we sort of graduated high school, went to university or whatever, when we were that age, techno music was still a little bit more boppy, like a little bit more juvenile. And then two or three years later, Skrillex became big. And then this, this what I call transformer music became the, the popular dance music. And by trans, pardon me, by transformer music, I mean, look, I don't want to get into like music theory or analysis on this presentation, but I think uh, techno music changed. 
in 2007-8-9 with uh, Skrillex and, and people like him. And I'm, I'm not going to say that they changed for the better or for the worse. It just changed. It went from, you know, uh, beat-based to to complete electronic uh, distortion-based uh, music. And ever since then, I've had nothing to do with, with mainstream music. And um, I don't listen to music much these days. But if I did, I listen to stuff from 2005 or before. You know, I'm, I'm one of those... I'm basically a boomer. Basically. Like... Yeah, I'm, I'm a very young... I'm a 32-year-old boomer, basically. And so I don't know what the hell these people are. I don't know what they're doing. But somehow, there's John the Bond spelt the correct... Spelt my way. Dirty, dirty John the Bond Praga remix. And I'm going to confess something to you right now. The truth of the matter is, man, I think this music's kind of cool. The film clip is weird. That's some weird shit, though. What the fuck is that? What is that? And why is the kid there? Just be cute. Then I'll go. That's pretty cool. The old, the old uh, index finger dance. You shouldn't put your children in. Your social media. I think it's wrong to do that. Just keep. Kitty dancing is cool. Grandpa dancing, that's cool. Kid has no idea what's going on. Full on. So again, I assure you guys, I guarantee you, I do not know these people. I've never met these people. I've never heard of these people. But they've got John the Bond in their in their um, title. Okay, so that's that's what's going on right there. So let's get back to the live chat, and I promise we are soon going to talk about IPS, Tim Osman, Flat Earth, Mandela Effect. Have you been Mandela affected? I'm going to level with you guys tonight. There's one Mandela Effect example that I do resonate with, okay? The rest of them, to me, are everywhere from interesting but not my cup of tea through to absolutely retarded, okay? But there's one where I'm like, that's a bit strange because my memory is this and now... Now the world is this, and I'm like, this isn't proof of Mandela. I don't believe in Mandela, but this particular example, I'm like, if you come to me, if you come to me and you say, JLB, let me tell you why I believe in Mandela, and you give me this, this one example, I'm like, you know what, dude, that's fair enough, because the truth of the matter is, I also think that's very strange. I can't explain that. That's, that, is, that is not how I remember things. Not even close, man. Not even that particular thing is. I'm not going to say inexplicable, but it, it's it is strange. I'll be honest, it is strange. So in this presentation, I will confess, I will admit, there's one Mandela effect example that I think is 
for me personally, legitimate. But the rest of them are everywhere from, eh, whatever, through to completely ridiculous. And the funny thing is that a lot of these Mandela Effect promoters, they, they're happy to take the ridiculous and the, like, there's no, there's no distinction. They're not like, oh, well, that's bullshit. Here's the good ones. It's just like, oh, it's just like a pop puree free-for-all, right? Because they're kind of building a religion where it's like an, a big tent. Oh, you've been affected. Join us. No matter how ridiculous what you're saying is, you're one of us, right? It's, it's, listen, the similarities to Flat Earth circa 2016 are outrageous, but worse, okay? If these people were legitimate, you'd see their leaders who, they'd be like, listen, Here's the examples that that can't be explained. Here's the examples that are bullshit. They don't do that, all right? Anyone can call into their live shows. Oh, blah 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 blah. Oh, you've been affected. Like there's no there's no distinction. There's no quality control. It's it's uh, it's a joke, man. It's a joke. But in saying that, there is one Mandela effect example. That I will personally, John LeBon, on the 14th of December, 29th, I will openly admit, and you can cut this out and, and paste it to your channel and, and mock me or uh, take the piss out of me or, or use me as proof, or whatever you want. I don't care. Feel free to upload this to your channel, this particular segment. I will tell you there's one where when I looked into it, I was like, hmm, the official story today is is bizarre to me. If you had said to me a week ago, what's your version of events? Draw what you think is true. I've drawn it a certain way. And if you say to me, no, the official story is that it's a bit different, I'd be like, okay, I was wrong. No, it's a bit different. Like more than that? Okay, I was wrong. Dude, the, the official story now is so different to what I, what I remember. It is a little bit strange. It is a little bit unsettling. But I've got one example, okay? And I'm happy to put that down to other explanations, okay? But it is a bizarre example, which I'll share with you later in this call. So let's go through the rest of these live stream chat comments and then get on with the rest of the show. Let's take a look here. Uh, how we done says... No, I've already read that one. Let's have a look. Uh, Multi Tom Tom says, it sounds like you need a woman. Well, for a lot of people, Multi Tom Tom, having a woman in their life does moderate their behavior. Because they, well, for a number of reasons. Uh, one, one thing is that when you've got a woman in your life, you're more likely to spend time with her, less likely to t- spend time doing other things. But also, sometimes they will uh, frown upon certain bad behavior. So for a lot of people, having a woman in their life is overall beneficial, if that's the, the point that you're making. Michael Hitskis says, yes, bring on the... Yeah, come on, fakeologist, man. Where are you, fakeologist? Get in touch, man. Come on. People want to hear from you. They're saying so in the live chat. Permacold Hill says, something I noticed a couple of days ago is that we all have to make sacrifices. You cannot have it all. So, for example, if you want to travel, you sacrifice your home. You cannot have it all. That's 100% true. You... Look, I'm, I'm, in a bit, I'm in a situation right now where I could wake up tomorrow and say, you know what? I'm sick of Hanoi. I'm going to go to Bangkok. I'm going to go to Kuala Lumpur. I'm going to go to Manila. I'm going to go to uh, Delhi. 
Yeah, I want to go to freaking Beijing. Be- Beijing's a bit more difficult because China's visas are a pain in the backside. But there's a whole bunch of countries that I can just go to tomorrow if I wanted to. Take, Dude, I, I, I travel with a laptop bag to carry this computer and a backpack and a small travel case, man. That's my whole life. That's been my life for 10 months. It takes me about an hour. If I had to wake up tomorrow, if I got like a phone call from the CIA saying, dude, your next mission is in, it's in uh, Newark on the East Coast, right? Pack your shit. Within one hour, I'm packed up, right? My whole life is packed up in one hour. Literally, my life as I live it, one hour, it would take me to pack up. And that's not even rushing. That's dawdling. I'm a, I'm a dawdler. That's dawdling, folding all my clothes, packing them nice and neat. Do, 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 do. One hour takes me. And I can be anywhere. That kind of freedom is... <clears throat> you can't put a price on that. That's, that's magnificent. That's outrageous. However, what's the cost? I'm not at home. I'm not building relationships. I've got two nephews. Two of my brothers have had children since I left Australia. So I've got two nephews that I've never met, right? So these, these cute little human beings are growing up now. And okay, they can't talk, but if they were to be around me, they would know my appearance, they would know my smell, they would know my uh, mannerisms. Their uncle, their uncle, they would be learning about. But they're not, because I'm not there, you see. So this amazing uh, freedom that I have yeah, it's, it's, it's outrageously good. However, look at what I'm sacrificing for that. You know, two little human beings that really I should be a part of their life and they should be part of mine. They're not. And that's not their fault. That's not anybody. That's 100% on me, you see. So it, it's all about decisions. And, you know, it's, it's like anything, man. It's, it's all about what you prioritize. And, and for me right now in my life, I think, oh, it's so cool that I'm so free. But part of my brain's like, yeah, that's not so cool, bro. You should be at home building building your future. You know, it, it's, it's it, there's no easy answers here, Hilly. No easy answers, brother. Who else is in the live chat? Multi Tom Tom says, JLB, so you don't have a job. Okay, so what's a job, Multi Tom Tom? You answer that for me, and I will uh, respond to your. Your question. By the way, Multi Tom Tom, are you? Can I? If I go to your channel, can I see? Let's take a look at this, uh, Multi Tom Tom. Uh, let's see. Go to channel. Can we see you on camera giving us your opinion on things? Let's have a look. Videos. Flat Earth. The Real Sun. I'm scrolling through your videos, man. I don't see any videos of you. Can, tell me in the live chat. Can I click on a video and see you? It's very easy for people to sit there and criticize me. And that's fine. You're welcome to do that. But uh, can we can we see you on camera sharing your honest opinions? Because people can see me. People can see me talking about dinosaurs are a hoax. Evolution's a hoax. Nuclear bombs are a hoax. Diamonds, those things that people pay thousands of dollars for, hoax. Okay. So people can sit there and criticize me. That's fine. Have you got work that we can critique as well? That's the question. So I'll let you answer that question, Multi Tom Tom. He says, dude, do you have a super chat? No, because this current channel that you're watching right now, I registered this when I was in either Thailand or Malaysia. 
because my primary YouTube channel got deleted. It's a long story. My fault. I shouldn't have talked about that particular hoax. There's there's one hoax you can't talk about. And it's not the holo hoax. You can talk about the holo hoax. But there's another hoax involving children at a school in Connecticut. You can't talk about it. And I knew that, but I still spoke about it in multiple videos. And then bang, my channel was uh, deleted. So what happened was when I was in either Thailand or Malaysia, I started this new channel that you're currently watching. But apparently, and, and don't quote me on this, I'm just telling you what I think is the case based on what I've, what I've seen. You can't monetize channels registered in certain countries. So there's no super chat on this. But if you want to support what I'm doing at johnlebond.com, just go to johnlebond.com, sign up as a member, and you'll get instant access to more than 160 hours of exclusive content. There's about 50 podcasts there, and those are heavily edited professional podcasts. So I chat with people, I put in clips, it's fun, there's intro music, outro music. Dude, it's epic, it's fantastic. People love it, I love it. And there's about 50 of those that you will get instant access to if you sign up as a member. There's about 50 articles as well on all kinds of topics, the diamond hoax, the Titanic hoax, the dinosaur hoax, all kinds of hoaxes. And then videos, there's about 60 videos. Like so, you, you imagine my YouTube videos that I publish on YouTube are free. The member videos on my website that are not on YouTube at all are superior to the YouTube stuff. There's about 60 of them on my website right now waiting for you. So the moment that you sign up as a member, you get months worth of, of entertainment if you sign up. So forget Super Chat, forget uh, donations, just sign up as a member. Spend one month as a member, you'll either stay like most people do or you'll leave, that's up to you. But go and um, don't, don't just give me money for nothing, get, get access to the website in return and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. And then once you do that, Go to johnlebond.com and you're in the credits. All the members are in the credits. Everything I do, they're all credited. So even if you were a member for one month and then you quit, everything I produce in that month, you're in the credits forever. So someone listens to... For example, I recently did a podcast on The Matrix, which a lot of people think they understand. Most people have no idea what that film is about. Oh, it's about the red pill. And that's... that's come on, man. That's a red... The red pill is a red herring, brother. It's about way more than that. And so all the members of the website are in the credits for that call. Now, if, if any of them uh, leave the website in the future, no problem. But someone comes back in the future and listens to that call, they're still in the credits permanently forever. The best podcast ever done on The Matrix, the best analysis ever done on The Matrix, every member of the website when I publish that will be in the credits forever. You understand what I'm trying to say to you? So if you want to support what I'm doing, support yourself. Go to johnlebond.com, sign up as a member. Check it out. And, and chances are you'll stay. Here's the thing. People are like, oh, I'll just join and then quit. Well, you can do that. But most people who think they're going to do that, they join and then they stay. Because they're like, holy shit, this is next tier. Yes, it is. And it's like, oh, Joe, but you're biased. Yeah, I am. It's my website. I've spent years of my life building this. Years. So, yeah, I am biased. Of course I am. That's natural. Come on. So let's have a look. Uh, what else have we got here? In the live chat. Miss Ali, again, even if your comments are negative of me, I will read them out, okay? 
But don't... What's with the capitals? It's unnecessary. What else have we got in here? Brandon Berry says, Music feels more like a form of hypnotism to me now. I really don't listen to music anymore. I think it has been a healthy change for my brain. <clears throat> That's very interesting you say that, Brandon Berry. I, I suspect that music is good for us. Good music is good for us. And the reason why I say that is because a lot of the time... I'll spend three, four, five, six, seven hours in front of my laptop. I'll spend two, three, four hours at the gym. I'll spend a, if I'm fortunate, I'll spend a, a large period of time in silence or with music that I can't understand. So my, my mind kind of ignores it. And I'll go days or weeks without, without music. And then when I hear music that I do understand and that I like, it energizes me. Yeah. And I have a sense that. The amount of music that people are subjected to now is is overkill. It's like um, an adrenal gland training system, in a sense. Like we hear too much music. You know, driving to work, driving home. There's two hours. People. Some people have the the radio on when they're at work. Yeah, it's it's a drain of their of this energy. However, I think there's a balance, and I think music is. In a certain way, it's good for us. Like, obviously, people who play music, you speak to anybody who plays guitar, and they'll tell you, man, it's it's therapeutic, right? We all get that. That's obvious. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about just even listening to music. I think there's a balance, and I think most people are, are listening to too much music for their own good, but I think I've spent a period of time listening to too little music for my own good. I think there is a balance, and and like a lot of things in life, I haven't really struck that balance, if I'm being honest. More comments coming soon. Like mother's milk. Mm-mm. So Lee Harvey Hitler says, Dave J was one of the main characters that made me realize just how fake everything is. That, Lee Harvey Hitler, is a cool comment. <clears throat> when I first got into this scene, Dave J was maligned, attacked, ostracized for what he was revealing. This was 2014. And I remember that what he was saying was, if you claim that somebody died who didn't die, then you are in fact a spiritual murderer. Now, it didn't take me long to work out what he was saying. What he's saying is, suppose you've got a person, right? Some innocent, let's call her Gladys. Gladys is sitting there. She's 60 years old, minding her own business. And you walk up to her and tell her that somebody important to her, one of her grandchildren, is dead. In her mind now, her grand her grandchild is dead. Okay, so she's going to mourn for that person as though they're dead. She might later learn that this person's alive. Great. But for that period of time, in her mind, that person's dead. So you, by being the person who tells her the person is dead, you're the one who murders that person in her mind. Okay, no one else is doing that. She's not really dead in her mind. You are the murderer in her mind. You are the one who's taken a real person in her mind and killed that person. Yeah? To me, this is a very simple concept. And so what Dave... To me, it's, to me this is so simple. It's, it's amazing that other people can't see it. It's like if you claim that someone's dead and they're not, you are the murderer. You're the murderer, yes. In their mind. Not in the real... If you claim someone's dead, you're not literally stabbing somebody. You're doing something that's just as bad in the mind of the victim, of the person whose brain 
you are a murderer in. You're murdering someone's memory. Yeah? To me, this was obvious what he was saying. And five years later, he's saying the exact same thing. If you want to claim that someone's dead, that person had better be dead. Because if they're not, then you are the murderer. Yes. Now, you look at this example of war in, say, Iraq or Afghanistan. If I come to you and I tell you, oh, there's thousands of innocent people dying, then if you are an empathic person, if you're someone who cares about other people for no good reason, because that's what, that's what empathy is, basically. Caring about other people for no good apparent reason. Which most people are not empathic. It boggles my mind to this day, but that's the truth. Empathic people don't even understand that most people aren't empathic. It's crazy. But I now understand. But if you are an empathic person, and you're learning that there's thousands of innocent people dying, that hurts you, right? But what if they're not dying? What if that's a, fa- what if that's a hoax? Hmm? So Dave J comes along and he says, it is a hoax. There's no one getting, being shot dead in skirmishes in Afghanistan or Iraq. There's no war going on there. And anybody who tells you otherwise is a liar. And they're a spiritual murderer. Because you're imagining these skirmishes, yeah? People in uh, foxholes, you know, popping up their head. Ah, shit. Charlie, no. Ah, right? Like, that's what you imagine. Because you see it on TV. But it's not real. It's not real. So if, if you then go and then pass that on to somebody else, all these people, are, all these thousands or millions of people are dying, you are the murderer, right? It all makes sense to me. It made sense right from the start with Dave J. But a lot of people don't get it. So for me to read that comment, where is it? Let's go back to that. Lee Harvey Hitler says, Dave J was one of the main characters that made me realize just how fake everything is. Good, good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And I will pass that on to Dave J. In fact, let me put that in my little... Discord server right now for Dave J. Am I saying, by the way, Dave J is perfect? No, not even close. He's not perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. No one's, no one's perfect, but he's done some outrageously good work, Dave J. When he was being attacked mercilessly, now on my Discord server, people treat him well. People respect him. He's, he's treated the way he should be treated as a pioneer. But in the so-called truth movement, back in 2014-15, he was treated like a pariah. And that's why when people are like, oh, you know, Dave J is a bit emotional or he, he, he's a bit um, aggressive. Yeah, you would be too. If you were trying to show people good news and people attacked you, maybe you would be a bit aggressive as well. So, yeah, Dave J is one of the very few people who I actually respect in this scene. So it's good to see other people saying words to the same effect in the live chat. If you're just joining us late, this is JLB response to Tim Osman, a.k.a. IPS. I've got four points that I'm going to respond to in this presentation in a moment that IPS made in a recent call. Now, IPS is apparently a flat earther, but that's not his main shtick these days. These days, he's more of a media fakery guy. And he's been making some very provocative comments about Mandela Effect. And I'm here, John LeBond, right now on December 14, 2019, to respond to what IPS has been saying. Just you wait and see. You're going to love it. All right, so let's read some more comments and then get on with this show, shall we? Let's have a look here. I wish, I, Guys, I wish I could give you a phone number to call in, but I have no phone number to call in. So if you want to join me, um, let me know in the, in, the, in the live chat, and I will buzz you in via Discord. How's that sound? Tim, Os- Tim Osman's in the live chat. He says, anyone who has truth in their handle should be ignored completely. You know what? 
that is not even bad advice. That's that's probably a good. It's called a heuristic. A heuristic is like a basic filter that you apply to data that comes in. <clears throat> of all the heuristics that you could apply, that's probably a pretty effective heuristic. You might accidentally filter out one or two smart people, but most of the people you filter out with that heuristic are people you don't want to be talking to. So I like it. I like it very much. Tim Osman, join me on the show right now. Well, actually, Tim, if you want to join me for these four points, I think it would be fantastic. I'll give my... I'll, set the scene here's what ips said because i've got all the timestamps. that's the whole point of this i'll play what he said i'll give my take you give your take let's let's discuss ips on this stream right now uh message me on on discord we'll sort it out let's have a look hogan cauldron says lol he does it a lot he's a very he, he likes to laugh i like it about him Lino Jones says, I also dislike most modern music for the same reasons. Yeah, and like I'm just saying, I'm not I'm not one of those, oh, the music was better in my day. I'm not, that's all I'm saying. I'm just saying that I I graduated high school in the middle of the 2000s, 2005 around that time. And back then, at least in Australia, the, the Ministry of Sound annual, <clears throat> the techno was, compared to today, like, like pop techno, man. Like back then, like it was called the Dirty Remix, the Dirty South Remix, and it was it was innocent. It was just like take a regular pop song, and then just add, you know, if if the bass line is normally up and down, up and down, just fucking extend the bass line, like grunge music, and then still add a few peaks. That that's pretty much all they were doing. And then a few years later, Skrillex comes along and then it becomes genuine sort of like dis, uh, dissonant, dissonant music. Totally different. So, see, music music did change significantly. Uh, dance, you know, dance, electro, electronica, house. It was called house music. These, these so-called genres changed significantly and I'm not here to say that they changed for the worse. I'm just saying that they are very different. I, I personally think they're worse, but that's a subjective thing. But but yeah, it's music, music changed a lot, and um, it's it's hard for me to imagine being someone eighteen years old now going out to a club, what they're listening to. It's but then again, man, maybe people ten years older than me said the same thing. So whatever. So let's carry on then. Hogan says my niece and nephew love it when I play. You're free. No, you're not. That's where I hold them tight and tell them I'll never let them go. But then I say, okay, you can go. Then they start to walk away. As they walk away, I grab them back up over and over. Man, kids love kids love that kind of um, horseplay. You know what I mean? Like they, they understand that they're little children. They understand that you're bigger and stronger. So they love the idea that you use your strength for fun, not to hurt them not to discipline them but for fun they love it man kids love it it's a, dude it's the same with women women love it when a man horse plays with them not to hurt them or anything but just to you know, it's the same basic idea and who's teaching people this who, who is teaching people how to be a good parent or how to be a good uh, partner or how to be a man who uh, women respect or children respect who teaches this stuff once upon a time it was all learned by osmosis Okay, so when you're a kid, you see what your uncles do, what your aunties do, what your parents do, what your grandparents do. 
you learn from them and it's it's all so easy whereas now because families are so fragmented and and for a bunch of other reasons it's like a lot of people just don't know how they're supposed to act in any situation whether it's with people their age people their uh, elders people their juniors they just don't know they just don't know and um, I mean I could talk about this for a long time but time is of the essence but yeah that's a cool comment Hogan and if you want to join me dude uh, send me a message on Discord. Join me on the call right now. Let's get a friend. If I could have somebody to bounce some ideas off, because I've got, I've got notes, guys. I've got notes. If I could have someone to bounce some ideas off, that'd be fantastic. Uh, let's see. Who else is in the live chat here? Hogan Cauldron, Brandon Berry. Brandon Berry says that if you say that thousands died on 9-11, then you are a false witness to death. This false witness pushes people to occupy foreign countries, causing destruction and relocation. That makes you the bad guy. Um, all I will say in response to that is that war is a hoax, and there is no uh, war, as we're told. But I, I'm, I figure that you know that, Brandon, so this is not really meant uh, as a response to you directly in that sense. Uh, let's see, exploringagain.com says three penguins. Yeah, dude, I'm talking about penguin today. Today I'm talking about penguin. Tim Osman says, I'm messing with my girl. Catch you if you're still on. Bro, I can't blame you for putting uh, the girl ahead of the live stream. That's probably a smart thing. Reverend Nigger Daddy says, John, I see you're dropping unpopular truths as usual. He means that as a compliment, I'm sure. And uh, if you haven't already seen Reverend Nigger Daddy's channel, then you are missing out. In fact... Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play some Reverend Nigger Daddy right now. Let's go to his channel. Let's go and check it out. And uh, he's got a few videos, but there's one in particular that I like. And I'm going to see if I can go to his most popular. Let's check this out. This is Reverend Nigger Daddy. Let's go to a most popular. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Eric Holder. Here we go. Why niggers must avoid the hospital hoax. Check this out. He's a handsome dude, man. Stay out of these motherfucking hospitals, man. Serving nigga daddy just sending a message out to all the real niggas. We got to stay out of these motherfucking hospitals. They don't do nothing but find diseases to get niggas in these hospitals. Now, I know a lot. Now, what he just said was you need to avoid these hospitals. What they do is find diseases. Now, you think about this. You go to a mechanic. You take a car to a mechanic. How does that mechanic make money? He makes money by fixing a problem. That's his job. So to fix the problem, what does he have to find? He has to find the problem. Now, most people are pretty skeptical with their mechanic. The mechanic says, oh, you've got all these problems I've got to fix. Most people, not all people, but most people are like, Really, all these problems, right? But doctors, who are the mechanics of your body, oh, whatever he says, I've got to trust, right? And I think the old Reverend ND, that's what he's talking about in this video. You go to the hospital, they're finding problems. Those problems might not be real, but these guys are paid to find them. Do you understand? Do you get what I'm trying to say? Do you get what he's trying to say? Listen. A lot of niggas out here, many of you, 
trust the hospital like you trust God, like you've been sold God. You know what I'm talking about? And we trust these hospitals. We trust these doctors. And even though most of these motherfucking doctors don't even look like us, they ain't our people's. We believe them when they tell us that something's wrong. But you got to understand something. These people are paid to find a disease. These people are paid. These people are paid to find a disease. Now, it's just occurred to me that this might be playing through the Firefox. So why don't I put this on the old Firefox? Let me see. What have I got here? Uh, put it here. There we go. Paste and go. All right. This is the Reverend Nigger Daddy. And I'll just skip to where he was just then. They're already counting their motherfucking money. They're already counting their money. So... You think about Australia, man. In Australia, uh, healthcare is universal. Universal. It's paid by the government, right? So you walk into a hospital, and a doctor or a surgeon or a specialist says to you, you've got this problem, we can fix it. You don't even have to pay for the procedure. It's on the taxpayer's bill, okay? So you have no incentive to scrutinize what they're saying. It's like going to a mechanic, and no matter what the mechanic says, someone else is paying the bill. Oh, well, if you have to fix, if you have to do an engine overhaul, I guess you have to do it. No problem. That's how it is with universal healthcare, right? So do you really think these uh, so-called experts are not taking advantage of that? That they've got a, an unlimited supply of money for any problem they find? Do you really not understand what they're doing? Insurance company is counting their motherfucking money. The doctor is counting their motherfucking money. The doctors get paid commission, dollars, excess, kickbacks. The pharmaceutical company, the medical mafia, the medical industrial complex. You understand? Standard hospital industry treatment is what you're about to get. That's an acronym for shit. Stay out of these motherfucking hospitals, man. Because they are doing nothing but looking to cut us up. The black market for organs is deep. Alright, now the rest of his video gets into some stuff that I don't want to go into in this video. But I recommend you check this out. I'm going to put a link to the Reverend in this video in the live stream chat. Where are we? Here it is. Go and check this guy out. I recommend it. If you're in the live stream right now, there's 35 people watching right now. Go and check out the Reverend in these videos. Go and subscribe to him. This guy is talking some truth. Some serious truth, and he talks it well. Some people are just naturally uh, better at conveying ideas, okay? I put myself somewhere in the middle. I'm not, like, the best at it. I'm not the worst. I'm just, I'm, I'm media. I'm good enough. The Reverend, bro, he's a natural. Go and check out his videos. I recommend it. I'll put the link in the live stream right there. So now I promise. I promise we're going to talk about these notes in just a second. I just have to get to the bottom of these live streams, so... If you've just joined us, you're listening to... Let's go back to my main channel here. Let's have a look here. We're about to analyze Infinite Plane Radio. His episode from December 8. And I've got four notes that we're going to take a look at that I'm going to respond to directly here on December 14, 2019. Let's take a look at the live stream comments. What else have we got here? Let's see. So what says that the Reverend is 100% correct? Yes, he is. OSHA says IPS music is good. OPS, IPS plays some good music. Does he play music as good as this, though? That's the question.
That is some weird shit, man, let's be honest. All right, so what else we got here? Uh, Lee Harvey Hillis says that he just subbed the Reverend. Good, I recommend you check it out. And I think we've finally gotten to the bottom of the live stream chat. So guys, you've got one minute now. If you want to join me on the show, you've got one minute to let me know. One minute. And you can come on and join the show. And if nobody joins me in one minute, I'm going to assess these four key points by myself. Now, if you're wondering, what did I write these notes on? I wrote them on a receipt for Wayne's Coffee. At Wayne's Coffee yesterday, I got one iced white coffee. It cost me 39,000 dong. 39,000 dong is two US dollars. Okay, beautiful cafe. Nice bench. Yeah, beautiful bench to sit, comfortable. Good uh, electric outlet, power outlet to plug in your laptop. Plenty of space. The music was not too loud. It was a nice decor. Beautiful. It was fantastic. Just a fantastic place to do work. And it cost me to sit there. One coffee, it cost two US dollars. Just that, That's why I'm in Vietnam. Someone says, why are you there? This is why. For the same thing in Australia, six dollars. Now you might say, well, six dollars is nothing. That's true. But Everything is more expensive in Australia. Everything is cheaper in Vietnam. And if you can live for a third of the price, or more realistically, a half of the price in one place, why wouldn't you do that? That's what I'm doing. So the amount of money that I earn from the website, in Australia, it's it's just it's crap money. You'd be better off just stacking shelves. But that amount of money here in uh, Vietnam is good money. That's good money. I can live a nice life. And so that's what I'm doing. So when someone comes to me and says, Joe B, you owe me. You owe me your content for free. I'm like, who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you, man? What sacrifices have you made? I've never demanded your work for free. Who the fuck are you to demand my work for free? Fuck you. Yeah? That's the people who come to me and demand my work for free. But fortunately, only a few people are that stupid. Most people are either like, well, he charges for his best work. I don't want to join. That's cool. Or they're like, he charges for his best work, or check it out. That's cool. There's only a small percentage of people who are like, oh, he owes me. He owes me his best work. He's making sacrifices, yeah? He's making sacrifices, putting his time and effort. He owes me. It's only a small percentage of people who are that stupid. Fortunately. And that and that group of people who think that I owe them something, they can get fucked. And, and my paywall keeps those kind of losers miles away. Which is why the conversation on my website is so much better than the comments section on my YouTube channel or in, in general conspiracy culture. Because that culture attracts a certain loser mentality. Oh, the evil elite's stopping me. No, it's not. You're stopping you. You are your biggest enemy, not them, right? Put a paywall in place, you get rid of them, and you have a much better conversation. Has been my experience. So let's read a couple more comments and then we're going to move on to the analysis. Let's have a look here. Validation Boy says Tim Osman is a bad guy for blah, blah, blah. So VB and I to understand that you and him are enemies again? Because you guys are like, no offense, it's like high school. Best friends, enemies. Girlfriends, enemies. Like it's just, it's embarrassing to tell you the truth. So is that what's going on? Because I'm not, I'm not following the, the drama. Brandon Berry says, yes, war is a hoax, but occupation, demolition, and strategic relocation seem very real. I agree. 
Reverend ND says that Mandela was a shill. Bro, you know, South Africa. Man, I was there in 2010. I even went to, what's it called? Robben Island. This is 2010. I was a university student. I went on exchange to uh, South Africa. And the reason why was because the university I was a student at had a campus in Johannesburg. But no one wanted to go there. So they would give money to go. They'd be like, if you go to Joburg on exchange, we'll pay for your flights. And I was like, hmm. Because at the time, I'd never been overseas. But I'd heard that going overseas is awesome. So I was like, and no one in my family had traveled and, and none of my friends had traveled. And, but I'd heard good things from other people. And I was like, all right, if you pay for my airfares, man, I'll do it. And, and they were so desperate for people to go. They're like, bro, we'll pay for your airfares. We'll give you some cash. And I'm like, fuck you, yeah, I'll do it, man. The World Cup's coming. So I went to Joburg, Johannesburg in South Africa. I did a, a semester of exchange and then stayed for the World Cup. Uh, the soccer fans in the chat might remember that 2010, the World Cup was in South Africa. So I timed it perfectly, man. It was the best time, the best time of my life, man. I don't know, those of you listening, do you remember like the best time of your life? Like when you were happiest? Like when every night you went to bed, you were happy. Every morning you woke up, you were happy. Every day you were happy. For me, that was 2010 when I went on exchange to uh, to Africa. And uh, I still remember it so well. It's crazy. Crazy stuff. So anyway, when I was in South Africa, I went to Robben Island, you know, where supposedly Mandela was imprisoned. At the time, I knew nothing about fakery. But looking back, man, the, the red flags were all there. The whole thing was a hoax. The whole thing was a complete hoax. So now you look at South Africa, man. It used to be one uh, Aussie dollar got you seven rand. Now you get ten rand to the dollar. And the Aussie dollar in that time has gotten weak. In the in the last ten years, their their, their rand has weakened almost fifty percent to the US dollar. Why? Because the country is going to shit, man. Why? Because the wrong people are in charge, man. Anyone who has convinced you that whites and blacks and Asians are all the same. They lied. You've been fooled. And South Africa in particular, you put the wrong people in charge of their power companies, their other utility companies, their so-called government, their education. You're going to get the wrong results, and that's exactly what's happening, man. It's full on. It is full on. So, guys, let's get on to the, the real meat of this story. So let's move on to IPS's presentation. Let me just finish this beautiful tiger beer. Mm-mm-mm. Like mother's milk. Alrighty, so recently this guy IPS did a, a live stream. Let me see if I can find this. It's around here somewhere. Let's have a look here. It's on my it's on my main browser. Here it is. Infinite Plane Radio. You should be able to see that now. Yep, excellent. Alright. Infinite Plane Radio streamed this on December 8th, so that's about a week ago. And I listened to this today. And what we're going to do, if I play it through the browser, it's, it's a huge lag. So I'm just going to play it through my own uh, media player. But you should be able to hear it. So let's just test this. If I go to my media player. Can you guys hear this? Let me know in the live chat. Can you hear the classical music? Someone let me know. Can you hear the piano and uh, the other stuff? Now should be here some uh, some rock music. I guess it's a time. Liberation. 
YouTuber who's been YouTubing for about five years. I still release some videos on my YouTube channel. My first YouTube channel was deleted by YouTube, mostly my own fault. I covered a certain school shooting that you can't talk about, and I got deleted as a result of that. At the time, I had about 7,000 subscribers. Uh, my new channel has about 600. So I was never a big fish, but I was, you know, I had, I really enjoyed the, what I used to have with that YouTube channel got deleted, and uh, now I, I mostly focus on my website, johnthebond.com. Back when Flat Earth was a big thing, I helped make it big. I didn't know at the time exactly what I was dealing with, and I will forever have to deal with the fact that I did help people like Mark Sargent and Jeronism. And the Morgyle and others to become bigger by hosting them on my show and giving them legitimacy. They would have become big without me, but I did play a part in, in that happening. I didn't know what I was doing at the time. And then once I realized Flat Earth was bullshit, I released videos debunking it. I got attacked and then I got sick of it and I left Flat Earth. I left that whole scene for years, man. And that's why I've been ignoring this guy called IPS. Not anything personal to do with him, just because if he has anything to do with Flat Earth, I want nothing to do with him, is how I felt for a couple of years. But recently, this guy called Fakeologist.com has been promoting the hell out of IPS. <clears throat> so I've been checking out his content, and I've been very impressed, to say the least. And so just recently, I listened to a call from about, a, about six days ago, and I took some notes. And so in this presentation, I'll talk about those notes. Before I do, let me play for you a video that I made a few days ago, maybe two weeks ago, when I learned about this IPS guy. So let's click to this right now. Basically, I heard IPS talking about the possibility that the MK Ultra project is a hoax, which to me is obvious, but I never hear people talking about this. But I heard IPS talking about this a week or two ago. Check this out. MK Ultra. Is it possible that this event or this program was a hoax and nobody died, nobody got hurt? Is that possible? You see, in the conspiracy subculture, this is a very popular story. Oh, did you know that a few decades ago, the CIA, they were drugging people and getting confessions out of them and experimenting on them and, and causing them to do things they didn't want to do and getting evidence on them from giving them honey pot prostitutes and all this kind of stuff, right? This is a very popular story in the conspiracy subculture, MKUltra. And for a long time, I've been very skeptical of it. And I'll tell you why in just a minute. But the reason why I'm making this video is because recently I heard something that I thought was very interesting and promising. And I'd even go so far as to say exciting. It's exciting to think that there might actually be some skeptics out there, not just on my website, but a completely different website that has nothing to do with me. There might actually be some other skeptics out there in this conspiracy subculture which would be an amazing thing. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but that's what it looks like. Check this out. 
But really, it, it's um, for one thing, we've been analyzing a lot of these conspiracy theories to see if they're even real. So, like, I don't really operate under the presumption that MK Ultra is real. I think MK Ultra is a story that the intelligence agencies have published as conspiracy theories. They disseminated it in order to hide the deep fakes. Okay, so this is Infinite Plane Society, Infinite Plane Radio. Uh, Tim Osman, he calls himself. Although he's not the first Tim Osman. He is not even the second. So I'll just pause myself there. So the point I was making was, hold on, this guy is actually questioning MKUltra. Now, in conspiracy subculture, and I consider myself an expert on conspiracy subculture because I check out the forums. In particular, I used to check out Godlike Productions and Above Top Secret, but these days I mostly focus on uh, Reddit conspiracy. But I check out the different live streams and the different blogs and blah, blah, blah. So I consider myself an expert on conspiracy subculture, and I never hear people questioning MKUltra. It's like one of the things that people just all assume is real. And I'm like, it's one of the most obvious hoaxes in the whole scene. Where, where's all the information? Pardon me, where's all the information coming from? All these people who believe in MKUltra, where's, where's the information coming from? This is the very same government that no one else trusts. You don't trust the government at any other time, or the CIA at any other time. But when they tell you, oh, MKUltra's real, you just trust them? That's ridiculous, man. Completely ridiculous. But I never hear other people questioning this. But then I heard IBS questioning. I'm like, holy shit, man. Maybe this guy gets it. And I think he does. So I made this video November 27th. So what's that? More than two... Man, the time flies. That's more than two weeks ago. And uh, since then, his YouTube channel has been deleted. For what reason? I don't know. I don't know. You'd have to ask him. But he's been deleted from YouTube, but he's still out there on SoundCloud and other avenues. So I listened to this call more recently. Let's go back to the right tab here. Where are we? IPS, where is he? Here it is. So I listened to this recently, and I want to respond to a few points that he made. So let me bring this up on my little handy-dandy VLC player. At 1 minute 22, he says something. Let's check this out. And for the record, by the way, I've never spoken to him. I've never spoken to this guy. I don't know who he is. I've seen a photo of him. I've listened to maybe five or six or seven hours of him talking. So I've got some idea of his persona, but I don't know the person personally. So everything you're about to hear is just my opinion based on what I've heard uh, recently. I don't know the guy, and and the real person and the persona are different. If you think that you know me, but you've never met me, you don't know me. You know my persona on the internet. We've all got personas. The real me and the persona are different. In fact... The, the JLB persona is probably better than the real me. The real me is very boring, man. When I go on camera, I, I get more energetic and I feel more gregarious and I want to talk and stuff. When the camera stops, I'm a very boring person, honestly. I'm not, I'm not very keen to talk to people. I, I keep to myself. I'm quiet. I'm, I'm, these days, when I was younger, it was different. But these days, I'm pretty boring. But the JLB persona... Oh, he comes to life, wants to talk, blah, blah, blah. You understand? So the persona and the real person is different. So I don't know who IPS is in real life. I'm just talking about IPS, the persona. Do you understand? Okay. So let's go and check this out. 122 minutes. He makes a comment, and I'm going to respond to it right now. Nobody's censoring me. I'm not dependent on YouTube. I don't have any sort of allegiance to their TOS. I don't care what that, uh, that witch... Uh, what's her name? Uh, Wojijak. Don't give a damn about her opinions about anything. They've shut me out of that site 68 times, 69 times now. You think I care? No. So what he's saying is he hasn't been censored, okay? What he's saying is if YouTube ban me, I can go to SoundCloud, 
I can go to BitChute, I can go to these other websites, I'm not being censored. That is a very sensible thing to say. We're not being censored. I'm streaming to you right now live, no latency, free. You're not paying anything, I'm not paying anything, completely free. I'm not being censored, you're not being censored, man. We have this amazing technology at our fingertips right now. It's freaking amazing. But most of the people in the conspiracy subculture, oh, we're being censored. We're being attacked. We're under attack. We're so unfortunate. We're victims. Yeah? It's bullshit. It's embarrassing. It's pathetic. Yeah? So I hear all these people complaining about being censored. And I'm like, these people are all retards. And then suddenly, because we're not being censored, we've got magic, free magic. It doesn't cost a cent. And then one day I hear a man say, I'm not censored. They've banned me from their website. I can just go back. Or I can go to a different website. But I'm not being censored. And I'm like, this guy's speaking the truth. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about this IPS guy. This guy is speaking the freaking obvious truth. But it's not obvious to most people in this scene. Let's listen to this again. Grabbers. You got to use cute little names to hide what you really mean. Nobody's censoring anybody anymore. Do I sound censored? Nobody's... No, he doesn't sound censored. I can listen to him. You can listen to him. He can listen to me. You can listen to me. I can listen to you. You can listen. We have this amazing technology at our fingertips. Free, by the way. Anybody who tells you we're being censored is either a retard or a liar. Period. Period. No exceptions. A liar or a retard. Period. All right? Censoring me. I'm not dependent on YouTube. I don't... No, he's not. And neither am I. Neither are you. So, this... Oh, YouTube owes me. I don't give YouTube a cent, but they owe me a free platform to broadcast myself live to the whole world. Listen to yourself, man. It's pathetic. This whole victim mentality, this whole the world owes me something, it's fucking pathetic, man. It's fucking pathetic. Pardon my language. If you think that YouTube or any company owes you anything, you need to take a step back and think about who put that idea in your head. Who convinced you that you're a victim? You can sign up to BitChute. You can sign up to YouTube under an alias, okay? And stream live for free. That's magic. You're not a victim. You're not a victim. But there are certain people who will convince you that they're a victim. Oh, my YouTube channel's been censored. I've been censored. The truth has been censored. Why? Because then... Their idiot followers will give them money. That's why. So if you have ever given money to somebody who complained about being censored, no offense, you got swindled. All right? Same as someone knocking on your door. Oh, hi, how you going? Would you like to help these poor little African people build a, a drinking well? They can't drink water. If only they had your money, they could drink water. Right? Same scam. Same scam, appealing to your empathy for the, for money. But you're not you're not saving African kids. You're not saving this retard from from censorship. You're just a sucker, okay? And anybody who tells you that we're being censored while they're on a free information distribution network, that person is at best a fool, more likely a liar, taking advantage of your stupidity for your money. Period. Period. And IPS, I think he gets that. So let's move on to the next point then. 1 minute 20, what have I got here? 1 minute 41. All right, let's move on. Genetically, but it serves that purpose because when the rockets go up into the sky, what do they do? They're depositing the 
astronauts from the capsule into the ISS, into the station. So the symbolism here is the top of the obelisk is usually gold. That represents the royal blood. That's the blood of the pharaoh. Or blue origin, the blue bloods, blue origin. They have the capsule at the top. The capsule is what contains the seed. So this is a big phallic object, the rocket. So the rocket goes out into space. And look, SpaceX, they, always, they even call it, now, uh, Elon Musk is in on it. He's a Thelemite, if anything. Because SpaceX is actually referenced to space sex. It, it is uh, phonetically similar because it means the same thing. In this new paradigm, space is heaven. And sex magic is about access, accessing the heavenly realms through this act. So it's heaven sex. The rocket is the member of the god. And when it goes out into space, that is the space sex, where they're basically consummating every night this little conjugal visit with the god and the goddess to give birth to the sun. But then you have the astronauts after the moon landing, when the new age is conceived, you have the astronauts now orbiting. So it's gone in stages. So it starts with the conception of the new age, and that's Apollo landing on the moon, goddess in the night sky. You have the period of time where we're getting into this low earth orbit. That's the gestation of the new age. And when you first saw the astronauts going on spacewalks, they'd have these long uh, umbilical cords tying them to the ISS. Bingo. This guy gets it. Okay, so we're presented these bullshit uh, videos and images on our screen. And the superficial understanding or critique is, or oh, it's fake. They're lying about uh, the moon landings and the spacewalks and whatever. Yeah, they are, but that's... That's like saying, oh, this Hollywood movie is not real, it's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie, but what's the point of the movie? What's the message of the movie, right? And I think IPS gets it. He's looking at the symbolism. And what he mentioned there was the umbilical cords of the these spacewalks, right? So once upon a time when they were doing spacewalks, they would leave the shuttle and they'd have these massive freaking like, cables coming from their belly going back to the ship. They looked just like babies with umbilical cords. Now, when I heard IPS mention this, I'm like, aha, another guy who gets it. He's not just saying that this is a hoax or it's fake because that's superficial. Who cares? Why are they faking this? What's the story? How can we interpret it? That's what's important. So it reminds me of a video that I released back in May of last year. So we're talking more than 18 months ago. I'm going to play two minutes of this video for you right now. Check this out. This is, this is a member-only video. You can't see this on my website unless you sign up. But I'm going to play two minutes for you right now. This will give you an idea of the kind of things I talk about on my website. And, of course, the masses will believe it. And now let's go to NASA now. What do they say they called the Gemini missions for? Well, let's have a look here. This comes to us from NASA from 2011. What was a Gemini program? Blah, blah, blah. And it says here, quote, NASA named the Gemini spacecraft and program after the constellation Gemini. The name is Latin for twins. NASA used this name because the Gemini capsule would carry two people. Okay, so, ah, yeah, we, you know, we've got these uh, capsules going to space, they'll carry two people. Let's call them Gemini because Gemini means twins in Latin, is the story. Okay, and again, like with all of the work I do, I'm not telling you my version of their story. I'm showing you their story. That's what it says right here. NASA. NASA named the Gemini spacecraft and program 
after the constellation Gemini. The name is Latin for twins. NASA used this name because the Gemini capsule would carry two people. This is what is actually written on their website, nasa.gov. Okay? Audience, four students. Okay, this is, this is their words. Now, the chronology of these missions was Mercury, then Gemini, then Apollo. Okay, Mercury to, uh, to get stuff into space. Gemini to see if people can live in space or can, can survive in space for long. And then the Apollo missions to get men eventually to the moon. That's the rough chronology of how it went. So it went Mercury, then Gemini, then Apollo. Now, here's what I want to show you, which is something that I discovered just yesterday, just surfing the net, as I do, just letting thoughts enter my mind and Google searching those thoughts and reading up about them and stuff that I'm sure you guys do in your own spare time as well from time to time. Let me show you the patch for Gemini 9. Okay, Every Gemini mission, just like every Apollo mission, had its own patch. Here is the patch for Gemini 9. And again, the Gemini missions were the missions that preceded the Apollo missions. Here we, and when we just named, just randomly, just randomly, okay? Mercury and Apollo were named by Abe Silverstein. There for no real reason, you know, not much thought went into it. No specific reason for it. Just an attractive name, okay? And the Gemini missions were named because they have two people in the capsule, so let's call it twins. Let's call it Gemini, okay? So this is the Gemini patch. What do you notice about this patch? What do you notice about it? I, uh, I'm going to tell you what I notice about it, but I'll shut up for just a few seconds, and I don't plan to edit this video because I'm just going to hopefully just upload this. Once I finish recording, I'm just going to upload it. So I'm just going to render it and upload it. So I'm going to shut up for 10 seconds. You tell me what you notice, or you tell yourself in your mind what you notice about this patch. I'll, uh, I'll shut up for 10 seconds. train in the background. Alright, so let me tell you what I notice about this patch. Actually, before I do, this will be more fun if we go to the Gemini 11 patch first. So let's go to Gemini 11. This is the patch for Gemini 11. So, uh, once again, have a think about it. What do you notice about the patch? And uh, do you notice anything that has in common with the Gemini 9 patch? Again, I'll shut up for 10 seconds. Okay, so I'm willing to bet that you did notice that both of them have the uh, what looks like an umbilical cord. And this is a part of what they call their EVAs, where they go outside of their international space station or whatever the case might be. And they've got these long cables that dangle from themselves, the astronauts, to the uh, spacecraft. And uh, they do kind of look like umbilical cords. And both patches, both Gemini 9 and Gemini 11, have the umbilical cord thing going on. Now, in the case of Gemini 9, the cord kind of makes what looks like a 9. And I don't think that's a coincidence. They've got the umbilical cord to look like a 9 because it is Gemini 9. So that makes sense. Gemini 11, they've got the umbilical cord again doesn't really make an 11 as far as I can tell but again you've got that cable 
which to me kind of looks like an umbilical cord. And one of the reasons why I say that is look where the cord attaches, okay? Let's just suppose, for the sake of uh, argument, or as a hypothetical thought experiment, that there really was a place called space and that you really could send spacecraft there from Earth with humans in it and the humans could leave the craft and float around in space. For the sake of argument, let's pretend that that were the case. Then it would make sense that they would have a cable attaching them to the spacecraft so they can't float away. That makes sense. But why does the cable have to attach right at the belly button or right near the navel, right near the stomach area of the astronaut? You could just as easily have the cable attached to the pack, okay, or to the head, right, or to the buttocks, or to the foot, right? Like imagine a surfer, you know how surfers can tie their surfboard to themselves, what are they tied to? To their feet, don't they? At least, look, I'm not a surfer, so I don't know, but um, I'm pretty sure that boogie boards and surfboards, when people connect them to themselves, they connect them either to their hands or to their feet, We've got a couple of uh, Hawaiians who are a member of this site. You guys tell me, guys, not to try and stereotype you all as surfers, the way that sometimes long-haired Australians get stereotyped, but I'm willing to bet that you guys know more about surfing than I do. Tell me, don't you guys, don't surfers attach their surfboard or boogie board to their ankles? I'm pretty sure they do. But uh, no, here we have the astronaut with the cable connected to the stomach area, like an umbilical cord. And we say the exact same thing here, connecting to the front. Now, you might say, okay, both the patch for Gemini 9 and Gemini 11, uh, both of them have these cables that look like umbilical cords. Is that such a rare thing? Well, I recommend when you get the time, go and look into the Gemini missions and take a look at the patch for each of the missions. There weren't that many missions. I think off the top of my head, it might have been 8 or 10 or 12. Don't quote me, but... It's not too many to go through all of the patches. See if you can find a single other Gemini patch with this umbilical cord cable thing going on. Yesterday when I was looking into this, I didn't notice any others. There might be others, but... So I'll just pause it there. I'll cut to the chase. What I discovered was in all of the Gemini missions, and Gemini means twins, the only patches, the only mission... Um, you know, insignia that they put on their clothes. The only ones out of all the Gemini missions that had umbilical cords were 9 and 11. 9 11. So the 9 and 11 were the umbilical cords. And then what I explain is that if you look at 2001 A Space Odyssey with the, the baby at the start and the end of the film and all these other symbols, the black monolith across from the Twin Towers on September 11, 2001 A Space Odyssey, Stanley Kubrick, I... Pardon me, I basically make the case that there's a lot of symbolism going on and there's far too much to just think it's coincidence, is the point of that particular video. Now, if you're a member of JohnLeBond.com, just go and check out JLBA number 11, May I Ponder, and it's a, what is that, 40 minutes? No, it's an hour and 10 minutes presentation where I go through all of that. So when I was listening to IPS talk about this, I'm like, hey, another guy who gets it, he gets the symbolism. He's not just saying, oh, uh, space is fake, which is obvious. It's like, yeah, it is, but what are they? What stories are they telling? It's like if I come to you and say, oh, that's are you reading a fictional book? Oh, that's fake. So what? What's the point of the story? I put to you, and I think IPS understands this, there's a point to the stories that they're telling. There's a symbolism going on. 
whether it is Crowleyan, Thelemic magic, or it is um, some other kind of occult uh, tradition, like um, theo- theosophy or anything like this, whatever the case might be, maybe there's a point to the stories. And so for me to hear another person who gets that, that was, for me, I was, I was very happy to hear that. So let me go to the live chat. Let's see if there's anybody in the live chat. Let's read out a few comments. Boy, it's 2.30 already. The time does fly. Let's try and get through this nice and quick. Let's have a look here. John LeBond coming to you December 14. By the way, let's take a look here. Uh, Nathan Oakley's in the chat. Tim Osmond says, look up Sean on Trolls vs. Trolls. Okay. Michael Hitsky says, thank you, JLB, for another live stream. Great show. Thank you, Michael, for the kind words. I appreciate that. Let's have a look. Reverend Nigadaddy says, promotion of astrology. They came up with those names to tap into the age of Aquarius. Dude, that's a very good point. Have I got... Man, I've got a lot of stuff to say about that, but but this is not the stream. But you are right on point as per usual, and you know that. Let's have a look. Sixes and nines. Tim Osman says, I think a person literally can't get more triggered than Brenda. I don't know who that is. Uh, just trying to get the comments as quick as I can here, guys. Charlie says the bait... Okay, so Charlie, I don't know who that guy is, but I think he's on point. He says... The baby at the start of 2001? Yes. 2001, A Space Odyssey, released in 1968, the year before the so-called moon landings, and we see the star child, right? This is a film that includes a reference to Hilton on the space station. The film is entitled 2001, A Space Odyssey. In 2001, there was an event called 9-11. Right across from the World Trade Center, there was a building called 55 Church Street, the Millennium Hilton. Looks like a black monolith, just like the black monolith in 2001 A Space Odyssey. Now the lemmings will tell you, oh, that's just a coincidence. It's just a coincidence. It's just a co-. These people are retarded. You have to understand. The vast majority of people who you ever deal with are retarded. You have to understand that. Including awake people. Someone says to you, oh, 9-11 was an inside job. And you're like, okay, cool. Do you believe there were planes? Oh, yeah. That person's a retard. Oh, no, it was missiles. That person's a retard, right? Do you believe 3,000 people died that day? Yeah, the government killed 3,000 people. That person's a retard, okay? Period. End of story. The vast majority of people are completely retarded. Now, you can think of them as retarded or as NPCs. You can think of them as you, how you want. But the fact of the matter is, anybody who still believes what they're told about 9-11 is a retard. You're told 3,000 people died. That's a lie. You're told there were planes. That's a lie. You were told there's a guy called Osama bin Laden. That's a lie. That's an obvious lie, right? 9-11 was not an inside job. It was a fantastic mass initiatory event. That's what it was, yes. And if you weren't initiated by it, that's okay. You are one of the useless eaters. Yes. But you're not even useless. You serve a purpose. Whatever your purpose is, maybe you work a menial job, maybe you collect government jibs, whatever it is, like you serve a purpose. So useless eater is too powerful. But you are a lemming, you are a moron, and you will probably always be a moron if to this day you still believe 3,000 people died and there were real planes on 9-11 because there were not 3,000 people dead and there were not planes. Those are complete hoaxes, period. And anyone who tells you otherwise is in fact a liar. Okay? All right. So carrying on with the conversation then, here the live chat, johnlebond.com, John Lebond. 
Nathanoakley.com. Very nice. Nathan Oakley says, I saw the planes on TV. That's right. That's, that's where we saw the planes, man. Uh, let's see. Lots of comments in the live chat. We're up to 46 people watching live. Wow, this is a new peak for this channel. For this channel, that's a peak. Back in the old John LeBond days, back in 2015, we used to get hundreds. It was uh, it was a marvelous time back in the day. But uh, but for this channel, this is like a new peak. So welcome, everybody, to John LeBond, JohnLeBond.com, JohnLeBond.com. I've got a few notes here. I'm talking about IPS, Infinite Plane Society. Let's take a look at the next little dot point. Two hours and one minute. Let's take a look. Let's go and check it out. Let's take a look here. Let's go back to this pod player. There's a link to this particular call in the info box right now. So it's a three-hour call. I recommend you listen to it. I'm just giving my take on the call. Let's go to two hours and one minute right now. Sorry for the Does here. He's talking about Arlington, Texas. He said a lot of these stories. Yeah, I also think that the reason we only have a few stories is I think man has just we've we've reached a max number of stories to retell what is important to our life i mean you see it you see it completely i mean honestly every every superhero story is just a retell of an old ancient story just slightly variations the hero it's usually a hero's tale oh yes there's definitely some templates at work here and what you brought up about the branch was interesting because there's an article called king kill 33 where Someone had broken down, his name's James Downard. He broke down the Masonic symbolism in the JFK assassination rites. And one of the points he brought up here is what he called necrology. And this, this is all really interesting um, with the topic of uh, you know, this, this, the meaning of, this, of the symbolism. He says here, he's talking about Arlington, Texas. He said, um, at the Kennedy gravesite, there's a stone with the fire in the middle called the eternal flame and he says that this represents the point in the circle which is the symbol of the uh the phallus inside the vagina a symbol of fertility circle like the target's logo the point in the circle Mm -hmm. well the point in the circle is what you see when you look at the obelisk at saint peter's basilica or if you look from above at a spacex launch site or any burning man or the washington monument with its ring of flags so i'll just pause ips there with the greatest respect he brought up King Kill 33 by James Shelby Downard. Now, a lot of people involved in this scene, they're just here for entertainment, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with treating conspiracy as entertainment. Okay, I'm an entertainer. My full-time job now is an entertainer in the conspiracy subculture. There's nothing wrong with that. However, there are some people who are here for research. If you truly want to research and learn, you have to check out King Kill 33 by James Shelby Downard. It's not a very big uh, book or file. You can get a PDF from archive.org. It's it's easy to read. Now, I'm not saying it's all true because James Shelby Downard, who, by the way, is a fake character, not a real person, uh, probably a fictional creation of a guy called Michael Hoffman. That's a different story. Whoever wrote this story, they pretend as though people really die and get hurt. That's obviously not true. But what they also talk about is the symbolism of JFK. Okay, The JFK so-called assassination was a hoax. Nobody died, nobody got hurt. But that's the superficial understanding. It's like, yeah, okay, that's the baby step. But why did they do this? Why did they fake JFK? And a lot of the answers, a lot of clues are left in King Kill 33 by James Shelby Downard. 
a book or a story that I almost never hear people referring to. But IPS, in the same call, man, the same call I've already made two references to, in, in the same call, he's talking about King Kill 33 by James Shelby Downer. This guy is a researcher. He's not just a presenter. He clearly researches for himself. He's a, he's a rare breed. There are not many people who do this. I do it. Maybe you do it. Only you know the truth. Do you actually do? Do you actually read books? Because if you don't, you're not a researcher. No offense. And there's nothing wrong with not being a researcher. But there is something wrong with thinking you're a researcher if you never read books and never take notes. That's not research. You're just a listener. There's nothing wrong with that. But be honest with yourself. But this guy, I think, is a researcher. So I made a note of that. Now let's move to the final point, probably the most important point. This is from two hours and seven minutes of this call. So let's fast forward. coincidences after the fact like for example i was hanging out with a cousin and he had actually quoted a line from a song while we were driving somewhere it was a very specific quote from a song by metallica i believe anyway um he dies and then like a uh, three days later i'm helping clean out his house because um of the situation i was cleaning the house and his radio was on but it wasn't on a station it was on static and I'm cleaning the house, and then it goes from static to a station, and it picks off on that exact line that he had actually recited to me while we were driving a few weeks sooner. And the line was from a Metallica song called Cyanide, is what it was. And the line was, I've already died, it's just the funeral that I'm waiting for. It was suicide, I've already died. It's the funeral I'm <laughs> waiting for. Well, he committed suicide. And so... I'm at his house cleaning up the mess and the radio turns on and it's that exact line. And I'm like, man, that is just a weird coincidence. But I wasn't the only one. Other people, you know, would mention things like that. But I'm just saying, um, I've had this happen many times. And I, to me, it just seems like if we don't necessarily uh, vacate right away, I guess there's no reason why, I don't know, we wouldn't somehow, um, I'm not sure. So, so check it. What IPS just said was that he had a cousin who, when he was with him, when the cousin was alive, played this line from this song. The cousin kill, killed himself when IPS was helping clean out his belongings when the guy was dead. That same song came on the radio. But not just that. The song had lyrics about suicide, which this guy had killed himself with. Now, five years ago or ten years ago, I would have said that's just coincidence. And I would have written it off and I would have ignored such a thing, right? If, if I was in IPS's shoes. Oh, it's just a coincidence, right? Because that's what we're trained to do. We're trained to see these things as just a coincidence. Whereas now I see this is not just coincidence. There's something very powerful going on here. And for me, learning about media fakery, the Boston bombings and the, the school shootings and whatever, learning that 9-11 was a hoax, it's been a progression or from your angle, a progression that eventually took me to a place called Sync, learning that these predictive programming, it's not, it's not that some evil group um, predicts what they're going to do with 9-11 and then put it on, on the TV. It's way bigger than that, way more important than that, and that our own lives can be affected. We can affect our own lives with Sync. Like it's a, like a magic when I try to understand it. And I, when I was listening to IPS, I was loving that he was debunking Mandela Effect he was debunking some of the bullshit in the conspiracy subculture and he was debunking this victim mentality that many people have. Like, I was just so impressed. 
But then to hear him talk about synchronicity, he doesn't use that word. I don't, I don't think he understands that word. But the concept he does understand. And then to not dismiss it, but like to accept there's something going on. I was like, fuck, this guy gets it. He doesn't, he doesn't use the same terminology as me, but he gets it, man. There's something going on. He gets that. So he's not dismissing Mandela Effect just to piss people off. He's not dismissing Mandela Effect to dismiss this idea that there's something metaphysical going on. He can just see Mandela for the bullshit it is. But he clearly has some kind of spiritual or metaphysical understanding. There's something bigger going on, right? The dude is next tier. Next tier, as far as I'm concerned. And so this is where I share with you guys a story. So back when I was living in Brisbane, this is going back a little while, I was uh, fortunate enough to to know a girl very well. And she was a really nice girl. And... Um, you know, I'll always be grateful for for the time that I was uh, that I spent with her. That being said, she she was like, "Have you ever seen X Files where Mulder is the crazy one and Scully is the rational one?" That's that's kind of how it was with her sometimes. And so, when I was learning about sync, I was I was a bit more naive and, and foolish back then. I I didn't understand that different people are at different levels, and and you keep Keep what you know to the people who can deal with it. And, you know, if, there were just things I didn't know. So I shared with her some of the stuff that I was learning. And, and she was so cynical about the whole thing. And and, and that's fair enough. Like, I, I, completely, I completely understand. And I remember one day, because she, she had read a book by a guy called David Foster Wallace. He wrote a book called Infinite Jest. And so one night, we decided to watch a documentary about David, or like a movie about David Foster Wallace. And I'd never read Infinite Jest. I didn't know much about DFW other than the superficial, the trivial. And in the film, there's a section where Alanis Morissette comes up. Alanis Morissette being this hugely popular singer, supposedly singer-songwriter, but I don't believe these artists write their own songs, but certainly she was popular. Uh, back in the mid-1990s, the mid to late 1990s, this Canadian uh, singer kind of like a pop pop rock, pop acoustic rock singer. And and so anyway, in the film, it turns out that David Foster Wallace is a big fan of Alanis Morissette. So let me play you guys a clip right now. Let's check this out. Can you do me a favor? Yes. Can you tell me about that poster over there? Alanis? Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm susceptible like everybody else. Why? I mean, she's pretty, all right, but it is like she is pretty. the only thing in this. She's pretty in a very sloppy, very human way. Huh. You know, she's got this, like, squeaky, orgasmic quality to her voice. Yeah. Here's what it is. What? A lot of women in magazines are pretty in a way that is not erotic because they don't look like anybody that you know. <laughs> True. Yeah, like, you can't imagine them putting a quarter in a parking meter or, like, eating a bologna sandwich, whereas... Alanis Morissette, I can and have imagined her like, just, like chowing down on a bologna sandwich. I find her absolutely riveting. What's this story about in your mind? Just what? All right, so anyway, so in the film about David Foster Wallace, he's talking about why he finds Alanis Morissette so attractive, right? Fair enough. So anyway, so I stay the night at this uh, this lady's house, and then the next day we have to go into into Brisbane City. She works in the CBD. And I'm going to make my way back to, to my place. So we catch a cab into the city, which is not far from, from where she lived. 
and the the cab the radio is just playing ad advertisement after it i don't listen to the radio right so to me any ad is like offensive to my senses i'm like what the fuck is with this ad ad after ad after ad finally man we're almost at the the drop-off destination finally we hear the first song now remember this is the morning after watching this film about david foster wallace and his um which includes a scene about his interest in the last month set what do you think is the first song that comes on right now now this is me this is again a, a few years ago and, I, and i've tried to explain to this girl this thing that i that, that's called sync you know i'm buying this book about sync and it, a lot of it's making sense to me and, and she just doesn't get it and that's my fault for even trying to to uh convey that to her i was more naive back then but the point is so that very evening, I've tried to explain Sync to her. She's she's cynical as. We watch this film about David Foster Wallace. Talking about Lana Morissette. The next day in the cab on the way to the city, what is the first song that comes on in the cab on the way to the city? It's an Alanis Morissette song. Now, I turned to, I turned to this girl and I'm like, Do you see? This is what I'm talking about, right? This is exactly what I'm talking about. We just watched a film about... Like, do you remember how last night in the film, David Foster Wallace had a big thing for Alanis Morissette? You know this song's by Alanis, right? Still she, still she was uh, cynical. And that, th- this is just how, how most people will always be, you know. And, and also she was uh, very well educated and generally people with, with good educations who've gone to good universities, they're more educated, they, they're more cynical about these, um, you know, spiritual things, I suppose. So, so I'm not saying all of this as a criticism of that of that young lady. She, like I said, I've I was very fortunate to have her in my life for for as long as I did. The point of my story is, sync is real, and I can remember like my path, like learning about it and trying to share it with people. And so to hear IPS's story, where he's like, "Bro, I was I had a cousin who had this song that was about suicide. The cousin committed suicide. I cleaned out his house, helped clean out his house." And what comes on the radio, the same fucking song. That's sync, dude. There's something bigger going on here, right? There's something, there is something huge going on. I don't know what it is. And I don't think IPS pretends to know what it is. And if you're smart, then you don't pretend to know what it is either. But there is something going on, definitely. And so when I heard IPS talking about that, I was like, holy shit, man, this guy, this guy is pretty much the complete package. He, he understands the fakery. He understands the hoaxes. He understands the bullshit movements. He's willing to speak out against the bullshit movements. He's not trying to be part of some kind of movement. He's happy to speak out against the leaders. But he understands there's something going on. And I was uh, hugely impressed. So those are my notes from the from the call. It's time for me to go to bed. It's a quarter to three. It's 2.42 a.m. Time for me to go to bed and uh, and get some sleep. But before I do, I want to read out some of the, the comments from the live stream. So let's go and check those comments out right now. John LeBond coming to you on December 14. By the way, let's take a look here. Let's see here. YouTube says John LeBond should have done a season two. He's talking about the Ballers Skeptic Roundtable. Back in 2015, I hosted the first ever weekly show interviewing Flat Earthers. Back then, you, you couldn't talk about Flat Earth. It was taboo. And we broke the taboo. I was like, fuck it. I can talk about Flat Earth. Why not? Fuck you. If you don't want me to talk about it, then don't listen. Fuck you. And we spoke about it. 
and uh, we got we were getting hundreds. Uh, by hundreds, I mean three figures, like 150, 150 live listeners, not like 500, like 150 live listeners uh, at the end of the season. But after interviewing all all the main flatters at the time, I was I was I I could see it was bullshit. All right, if people want to believe the Earth is flat, that's cool, but that's not what the evidence says. Okay, that's just a fact. You can't explain the southern flights. And you can't explain the two polar stars, okay? You can't. You can obfuscate. You can rhetorically change your subject. But but deep down, you know, you can't explain it. The only model that explains it is a ball model. Does a ball model mean that we live on a ball? No, it's just a model. But the model, the best model is a ball, and you know that. And if you have to deny that, then you are religious. You're a religious flat earth believer. That's fine. That's cool. But, but you know what you are, deep down. Lee Harvey Hitler says, Tim was in the chat. Uh, yeah, it, it would have been great if some of these people had to join me, but they didn't. That's cool. I think I've done pretty well solo, especially for somebody who's been, you know, let's not kid ourselves. Uh, YouTube says, John LeBond would have the most subs of anyone. No, I wouldn't. I would have been deleted by now, dude. I got deleted for making videos about the Connecticut school shooting. So this idea that, oh, JLB, if you had to just stay doing the baller skeptic, you'd have all these subs by now. No, I would have been deleted by now, just like I was. Okay, that's, come on, don't be silly. Uh, let's see, what else have we got here? Han Mark says, if your website is popular, why isn't there even 50 people? There's more than 50, so you're wrong. Are you, I've, you know, doing what I do, I've, I've discovered a lot of people are shameless when they say something that's wrong and it's revealed to be wrong, they don't apologize and they don't feel bad. If, if, I'm, if I come to you and I say, hey, your last three years of your life have only, has only achieved X, Y, or Z, and you can prove to me it's achieved more than X, Y, or Z, I feel like I have to say to you, well, I was wrong. I'm sorry. Like, I was wrong. You, I was wrong. You were right. And if I fail to do that, I feel bad about it, right? Most people don't feel shame. Most people don't feel shame. Basically, people who feel empathy tend to also feel shame as an overlap. But there's a whole bunch of people out there that don't feel either. So they can say something, be proven wrong. They don't come to you and say, oh, I was wrong, I'm sorry about that. They just carry on with more lies, right? And this is one of the things that led me to believe that most people here are non-player characters. But that's a different story for a different day. But I have a funny feeling Han Mark is a non-player character. YouTube says, uh, Hun Mark Job used to have 10k or 15k subs. I had about 7, about 7k, 7,000 something before I got deleted. Uh, the good old days, mate. Lee Harvey Hitler says, Job was where all the cool kids before his original show got deleted. Yeah, that was true. It, you know, I, the, the first channel, you know, um, it was, you know, that, that ball there, Skeptic Round Table, was uh, phenomenal. The episode 12, we had a reunion. So the first 10 episodes, we had a new guest every week. Mark Sargent, Jerenism, Wakey Wakey, Stars Are Souls, Stinky Cash. Who else was there, man? We had a whole bunch of them. A whole bunch of these Flat Earth guests. And then what we did was, episode 11, we had the Ball Earthers on. We had uh, Red's Rhetoric and Mare Zilla as like the... Give us the other side. Show us the, the arguments that we live on a spinning ball. And then episode 12 had a reunion. And most of them most of them came to the reunion. Eric Dubay didn't turn up to the reunion. He was on episode 5, but he didn't turn up to the reunion. But I think pretty much everybody else turned up to the reunion. It was epic. If you can find a copy of that online, 
check it out, man. It was, um, it was, it was, dude, it was special. Dude, it was, I used to go to bed at night just so happy about what we were doing. Because I used to believe that there were researchers in the scene, man. I used to believe Flat Earth, yeah, there was lots of um, followers who, who just follow. But I thought there was lots of researchers as well. That's how it seemed at the time. And I really thought we were part of something special. Now I can look back and see that's, that's not the case. But yeah, at the time I thought we were really uh, doing something very, very special. So but that was four years ago, man. But dude, four years ago, I was still in my 20s. I'm now 32. Four years ago, I had this crazy long hair. Now I've had to cut it short. Four years ago, I was, um, I was just more energetic about the masses, whereas now I see them for what they are, you know, and <clears throat> it's easy to say, oh, the truth will set you free. Yeah, to an extent it does, but there's something special about believing that there's a, like a movement that you're part of, you know, and, and those are special times for me uh, back in the day. So, man, if, if I could bring the, the 2015 John LeBond here and just chat with him, go out, dude, I would love to go out for a beer with that guy. That guy was fucking energetic and positive as shit man he was fucking yeah man we are going to take we're going to take the system on whereas this version of me is more like eh, you know that's that's not how the world works like i i know more than he does but he he had an, an energy that that is is worth more than than the truth you know like oh the truth is the most important thing fuck off the truth is the most important thing most people are better off without the truth if you're if your girlfriend is is running 15 minutes late yeah you were meant to leave 15 minutes ago she comes to you she still hasn't even finished her fucking makeup and she's got her dress on and she says does this look good or does this suit my shoes or whatever dumb question she's asking do you tell her the truth no you don't no you and you know you don't don't lie to me you know you don't you tell her what she wants to hear okay and you know that all right if you're training somebody at work or in a in a sports club, and maybe they haven't improved as much as you think they should have. Do you tell them that? No, you don't. You you tell them what they need to hear for them to progress faster, for their benefit and for yours. Same with the the girlfriend, whose dress probably doesn't suit the shoes, and realistically, she should go back home and get a different pair of shoes because it. But you don't tell her that, okay? This idea that oh, I only tell the truth. Fuck off, you! You're a lie. You know that. The truth is not the be all and end all. Okay, there's other things in life that can be more important, and the energy of somebody who doesn't quite know the truth yet can be uh, quite powerful. And the younger version of me, the 28, 29 year old version of me, circa 2015, uh, I know more than he knew, and in many ways I'm better than he was. But in one way, he was he was better than me. He was just more, um, you know. He had a he had a more he had a more light glow uh, perspective of of this world, which was you know, it, it's it's cool that I can look back and know that I had that for a while, even though it's it's gone now. Uh, for a period of time, I was very idealistic, and and I'm glad that I can look back and and think, well, you know, for a period of time there, I was deluded in a good way. It was it was a nice delusion, you know, and that was. Those were uh, those were special times, man. Special times. All right, so it's time to wrap this shit up, guys. It's almost three o'clock. What else we got here? Let's have a look. Uh, what else we got here? 
Blah, 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 blah. Reverend Nigga Daddy says, synchronicity and coincidence are both in effect. Uh, Reverend ND, we have to get you on a live show sometime, dude. Send me an email. Let's organize a time to do an interview. You and I. I want to I hear more about your story because you, you know a lot more than the average person. And you know that. Let's have a look. Let's, what else we got here? Uh, JLB, this is Numby Num. JLB, you should watch the movie Radio Free Albemorph based on PKD novel... Okay, whatever. What else we got here? Guys, get your comments in soon because I have to wrap this up soon. It's almost 3 o'clock here in Hanoi. Uh, let's see. Uh, Nathan Oakley says, thanks, JLB. Hey, get this, uh, Nathan Oakley. I had someone leave a comment recently about you. They left a comment going uh, on, my, on my YouTube channel. They, they go, do you find it weird that Nathan Oakley is still talking about Flat Earth? And I'm like, no, he's making money, so why would he stop? And the point I was making was, you can now sit there for an hour or two a day, host these flat earth debates, and make money from it, because you've now got the audience, you've attracted the people, you moderate the call, you've built up a platform, so now you make money doing that. So why wouldn't you keep talking about that? That's the point I made to this guy. And I don't think he got it, and it's like... Do you still find Flat Earth interesting? Maybe you do, maybe you don't, but you're now making money moderating these calls. It's like a job. What the hell is wrong with that? Most people find their jobs boring, but they do the job. They provide a service that people want. They provide a product that people want. They fit into a corporate system that has to be filled, right? It's a job. It's just a job. That's what I see you with Flat Earth. It's like you're providing a service that people want. Now, do I want to sit there and argue about Flat Earth? No, I don't. So what? Mo- the vast majority of the services that are offered, I have no interest in. That doesn't mean they're not important or they're not serving a, f- a function. You serve a function. You're the, the Flat Earth debate moderator. You make money from it. And I say good on you for doing that. And anyone who can't see that... Dude, crab's in a bucket, man. We're surrounded by people who... Like this, this scene attracts a few smart people and a whole bunch of fucking retards, man. That's that's where. And and you know what I've done? That's smart. I've put a paywall on my website. The paywall doesn't filter all the retards, but it does filter most of them, and it does sadly filter out some smart people, but only a few. Basically, you're left with smart, successful people, and all the retards are, are stuck outside the filter. And I do wonder if you're ever going to consider. Uh, implementing that kind of paywall. I know that you've got some kind of Patreon thing going. Good. But I'm telling you right now, the, the flat earth debates that you have, you filter out the retards, the debates will be much better. Not that I'm trying to give you advice, because like I said, I think you're doing well. I think you're being, what you're doing is smart. If I could go back four years, I would do what you're doing. Just moderate the call. And, and, and people need that. Most people can't moderate themselves, right? You and I, we can have a chat with two, three, four, five people there's five people, I'm going to talk about 20% of the time. There's three people, I can talk about a third. There's 10 people, man, I better make sure that when I speak, it's important what I'm saying because I can only speak about 10% of the time. We, we do this instinctively. Most people can't do that. Most people are retarded, right? And you and I, we can sit and have a chat. Oh, he disagrees with me. I'll ask him why. I'll give my counter evidence. I'll look at his evidence. We'll scrutinize it, have a chat. Most people can't do that. They argue, raise their voice get into personal attacks. Most people are fucking retarded, man. So the, the the service that you're offering as a moderator of your live streams, it's a useful function. It's a useful service. So I think what you're doing is good. 
even if I'm not a flat earther and I don't like flat earth, I can see the utility that you're providing. Some people can't see that. And it's like, man, we really are dealing with retards, aren't we? That we really are. We really are. It's it's phenomenal. Anyway, three o'clock. What else we got here? Blah blah. Blah, 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 blah. JLB destroyed Red's rhetoric. That's true, I did. <laughs> you know, the, the official story of science is that if you look up uh, Mars right now, they'll give you a mass, a mass of Mars. Where's it come from? It comes from putting heavy balls in a shed, two big balls, two small balls, using a telescope, doing some mathematics. We know how much moon weighs. We can use that to extrapolate into how much Mars weighs, etc. That's the story. Do you know who was the person to ex- who exposed that? It was me on episode 11 of, pardon me, on episode 11 of the Ball Skeptic Round Table. It was me. It was me. I was the one who exposed that. Not anybody else. Anybody who claims that they exposed that, they're a liar. It was me. And I can prove that. I was the person who exposed that the official story of science is that I know how much the Earth, Mars, Moon, Jupiter, Saturn, they know how much that they, these things weigh thanks to Cavendish experiment in the 1790s, something like this. I was the one who exposed that. Now, if you believe that anyone can weigh the earth with heavy balls in a shed, then you are, in fact, a retard. Do you understand? That's, in the, that's, that's It's as simple as that, right? I was the one who exposed that. John the Bond, yes. Now, if I come across as arrogant or conceited, okay, fine, I come across that way, but I'm not, I'm not arrogant. Meet me in real life, I'm just a regular person. I just find it staggering that I could have exposed that four years ago. And since then, how far have people progressed? They haven't. They haven't. The average person today is a complete retard. That's the fact of the matter. So, carrying on then with the live chat. What else we got here? Show... Oh, yeah, Rex. Don't even get me started about that guy. Uh, Salty Siren says, you're young. Yeah, I am. I'm 32. I'm 32. That is still kind of young. I've got my whole life ahead of me. Dude, I'm... I'm I've I've built up my own platform now where I can travel the world with this laptop, yeah, and and research whatever I want, talk about whatever I want, do whatever I want. I'm 32. I've this is why people who sit around complaining about the world. I'm like, you're a loser. If you think the world is bad, you're a loser. Okay, this world is freaking amazing. This is an amazing time to be alive. It's amazing. Even the peasants, even the poorly paid peasants like myself. We can travel the world. We can see the world. We can do what we want. We can talk. I can stream to you live, man, in real time for free. You did not pay a cent for this stream. I did not pay a cent for this stream. Live in real time. You can leave a comment. I can respond. Within five seconds of you leaving a comment, I can respond. This is magic. This is a magic time to be alive. All right? Magic. I'm blessed. You're blessed. Do you know that you're blessed? Do you know how blessed that you are? Maybe not. Because this conspiracy subculture wants you to think that you're a victim. Oh, we're under attack. We're being censored. We're being censored. Oh, they're attacked. Actually, you know what? There's something I have to show you. All right. This is, my, this is johnthebond.com. This is my banner. This is something that I published recently. It's called JLB Notes Stavely Calls Out IPS. Circa November 2019. That's Brian Stavely having a sip. And that is IPS giving testimony. Uh, or maybe this is from him giving um, a live show. <clears throat> but I found this on Google, and I'm pretty sure that's him because he gave testimony at the Albuquerque Council. So what I did was I listened to this stream where Brian Staley, by the way, he's a, he's a smart guy. 
He was a smart guy. He did some amazing work on 9-11 back in the day. 9-11, there were no planes. Nobody died, nobody got hurt. The buildings were hollow, this kind of stuff. This guy was years ahead of the pack. But now he's pushing men to deliver effects like nobody's business. And I think he believes it. I don't think he's some cult um, leader. I don't think he's a, a money-making wannabe. I think he really believes what he's saying. I think he has been affected by all of this. And he did this show where he called out IPS. So what I did was I took notes, man. I took notes. I listened to it, took notes, took notes. And then I published this 5,000-word article a couple of days ago where I go through all the notes and I give my take on the whole thing. And what I noticed at the start of his uh, presentation, first 10 minutes of this particular call, and if you're wondering what call I'm talking about, let's let's have a look here. Let's have a look. Blah, 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 blah. Let's have a look here. Mm-hmm. Here it is. This is the stream I'm talking about. Spades a spade. There it is. Three, Almost 3,000 listens. 270 thumbs up, 70 thumbs down. I listened to this. This is the first ever Brian Stavely live show I've listened to about Mandela. And um, two hours, 20 minutes. In the first 10 minutes, man, he's talking about how he's under attack. He's being censored. And it's like, what the hell? It's like, Brian, what the hell are you talking about? You've got several YouTube channels. You can live stream whenever you want for free. Your listeners can listen whenever they want for free. This is magic. You've been given a magic technology. And you're under attack? What the hell are you talking about? And then it dawned on me, hold on, this is just like Jeff C. This is just like Jeff C, 2014, 2015, when he was claiming that he was under attack. And I believe, because back then I was new, I was very new to the scene, I didn't understand. What these people do is they claim they're under attack because it makes their listeners care about them. Oh, my poor leader's under attack. Jeff's under attack. Oh, Brian's under attack. Oh, no, they're not. Get a grip. You can stream for free live right now. This guy has a 7,000 YouTube sub channel. He's not under attack. No, he's not. Neither are you. You are blessed. You, right now, listening, you are blessed to be alive right now. You can make a video with free software on your computer. Upload it to a free video hosting outlet like YouTube, BitChute, whatever. And anyone in the whole world can see it. That's magic, man. If you go back to when I was like seven, eight, nine years old and say, hey, little, hey, little John LeBon, you know in the future you can have your own TV station. And anyone in the world can see you. The little version of me would be like, what? No way, that's amazing. Well, it's true. It's real. I'm doing it right now. You're watching it right now. You, wherever you are in the world, you're watching right now. This is my free TV station. We, we have magic at our fingertips, man. We're blessed. And these people like Brian Stavely and Jeff C, who want you to believe that you're a victim, fuck these people, man. You're not a victim. Don't see If you want to see yourself that way, fine. You'll be a failure. The easiest way to fail in life is to think the world's against you. Yeah, The easiest way to succeed is to realize the world's on your side. The w- Dude, you are so lucky to be here. I'm lucky to be here right now. We're blessed. I go to bed and I think, man, I'm so blessed. I wake up and I'm like, fuck, man, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And so are you. And these people telling you you're a victim? It's not... Man, I, I got sucked into this crap years ago. I'm so glad I got out of it. I'm so glad. Because it's 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 the high it's the fast it's the fast lane to failure, baby. You want to fail with your life and waste it? Listen to these people telling you that you're a victim. That's that's the fast lane. I'll tell you right now for free. Goodness gracious. 
let's have a look. Uh, Nathan Oakley says that JLB begs the question. Okay, well, explain. Like, maybe I do. Yeah, I'm, I'm open-minded. Let's have a look. Uh, what else we got here? Salty Siren says, thank you, JLB. That's cool. Uh, JLB destroyed Red's rhetoric. I've already read that out. Blah, blah, blah. Red's rhetoric. Oh, yeah. So YouTubers pointed out, when I was destroying Red's... By the way, they that second call where I destroyed them, they invited me onto their stream. That wasn't me looking for a fight. They basically... I think it was four of them. Three, four, maybe five. I can't remember. This is 2016. They invite me onto a live stream just for a chat. Just for a friendly chat. No, it wasn't. It was an ambush. These motherfuckers planned to ambush and embarrass me. Okay, great, great strategy, boys. Except for one problem. I know your story better than you do. Plus, I know my story. So, you're about to get fucked up. And that's exactly what happened. I fucked these people up. I'll show you right now on my channel. JohnLeBond.com. Let's go and... Let's go and go to this. John LeBond... What did I call it? John LeBon versus Heliocentrists. Guys, this is available for free. If you want a free lesson in how to destroy Heliocentrists, this is the thing that you want to check out. It's free. The first 40 minutes, I will admit, are boring as shit, but they're, they're important. Okay, it's like any class. You've got to accept the good with the bad. So this is it. I'm going to link to this in the info box below. This is JLB versus Heliocentrist. Now, again, let me emphasize, I didn't go looking for this fight, right? This wasn't my fault. These, these guys, they wanted to ambush John LeBon. Now, why? I, I didn't deserve that. I didn't deserve that. I did nothing to deserve that. They pretend they, want, they wanted to have a nice chat. And they're like, oh, just, just, you know, come and have a chat. I'm like, all right, I'm a nice guy. I'll come and have a chat. I like chatting with people. It was an ambush. It was like, okay, you've ambushed the wrong person. I don't have to do this, but I guess now I have to snap all of your necks. And that's exactly what I did. And I'm talking rhetorically. I'm talking, you know, metaphorically. I'm talking allegorically. But that's what happened intellectually. I, I destroyed these people. And I don't think any of them have ever been the same since. Some of them have disappeared altogether. And for good reason. Because what I did to them... Any smart person, it, it would be difficult to recover. And again, I'm not saying this because I'm proud of it. I, I don't want to do this to people. They, but, but again, they put me in a situation where, what was I supposed to do? They, they backed me into a corner. And I'm like, okay, let's do it your way. Bang. Destroyed them. So Heliocentrist versus John LeBond. Go and check it out. This is a masterclass in destroying Heliocentrists. Now, if what you're looking for is a way to argue for Flat Earth, this is not for you, because I was not arguing for Flat Earth. Because Flat Earth is not real. Flat Earth is, in fact, a hoax. There, you can see that the spinning ball Earth is a hoax without believing in Flat Earth. Okay, People who sold you this false dichotomy, they're liars, and you bought the lie. You don't have to believe one or the other. You can see that spinning ball Earth is a hoax without believing in Flat Earth. So if what you want is proof of Flat Earth, this is not for you. But if what you want is a way to destroy the spinning ball Earth... This is the best that you will find anywhere on the internet ever, and it's free at johnlebond.com. Link in the info box below. Debate. JLB versus Heliocentrists. Go and check it out. Alrighty then. So let's check out the comments. Where are we? It is time for bed, guys. I'm, I'm pretty tired. 
uh, for good reason. It's freaking three o'clock in the morning. So let's have a look at the live stream comments. Let me just refresh this. All I want for Christmas is you. Alrighty, let's take a look. Blah blah blah. <laughs> blah 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 blah. JLB is not even a fuddy. That is true. I'm not a fuddy. JLB's a geocentrist. That's not quite true, but it's close enough. Uh, Mandela, oh, that's right. This stream was meant to be kind of about Mandela, but I haven't really touched it. Oh, I did promise you guys. I did promise you that I would tell you the one Mandela effect that I kind of do think is legitimate. I did, I did promise that. So let me fulfill my promise. That's the thing you have to do. Okay, so let me type in world map. I'll be honest. That <laughs> This, this... I'll be honest, it is a bit strange to me. All right, let me just find a good picture. Uh, let's see. No, that was not... I want some with uh, high high definition. Uh, why, why are the Google images so pathetic? This one's pretty good. Okay, this, one, this one's good. All right, let me... Let me get this one. Three o'clock in the morning, man, that's fallen. I'll tell you what, if I wake up and there's not a single new full member of my website, I might never live stream again. Because this is freaking, this is full on. Copy image address. So then I go to this. Paste and go. Let's see if this works. <laughs> no, it doesn't work. See, that's this, this is what I'm talking about, man. This is what I'm talking about, man. Shit, man. Maybe this will work. Let's take a look. John LeBon, JohnLeBon.com. JohnLeBon.com. Let's take a look. Alrighty. Open link in new tab. Okay, let's do that. World map. That's this is not you know what? This is not what I'm talking about, man. Let's try this. Paste and go. Alright, this this might be what we're looking for, guys. Sorry for the dead air. I I'm usually pretty good at avoiding that. Let's try this. Is this gonna give us what Yes, there we go. Alright, so let's zoom in. Can you guys see that on OBS? Yes you can. Alright, sweet. So I'm gonna be honest with you guys. If you said to me, and you have to understand, I never really looked into, into Mandela effects uh, very seriously. Uh, about 18 months ago, we did a call on my web my website. We do a different topic every week, every two weeks, we do a different topic. And there's a few members of my website who believe in Mandela effect, which is fine. Maybe maybe it's real, maybe it's not. But even if it's not real, they're still welcome. Dude, I've got people on my website. They might not admit it, but they're flat earthers. Okay, Most of my website are not flat earthers. But there's a few people there who I think are flat earthers, and that's cool. It's not a problem. It's there's none of this nonsense, right? So I got a few members of my website who are probably Mandela effect believers. That's cool, no problem. So we do a live show about this. Uh, not a live show, a, a member, a member show about this. Uh, Eighteen months ago, or so 12, 18 months. And I looked into Mandela very briefly for the purpose of that call, right? But I just because of the overlap with flat Earth, I wanted nothing to do with it, man. I'm sick of flat Earth. Mandela has this flat Earth overlap. I'm like, I don't. I just don't want, you know, I don't think you guys understand how burnt out I was at Flat Earth, uh, which is my fault. That's not Flat Earth's fault. That's my fault. I took these people seriously. When I realized they were a joke, I still took them seriously. It took me several years to realize these people were just a complete joke, all right? And that, that's my fault, not theirs. So I didn't take uh, Mandela effect very seriously. So anyway, the point of my story is, I find out this, this is meant to be one of the biggest proofs of, of Mandela effect, is this North America, South America thing. Now, let me be completely honest with you. If you said to me two weeks ago, draw North America, Central America, South America, 
and I'm not like I'm not a very good artist. I'm I'm mediocre at drawing stuff, but I, I would have been able to draw the continents so you would recognise what I was drawing. And had I done that, I would have had South America over here, to tell you the truth. Not right underneath. That's bullshit. If someone's like, oh no, I used to be right underneath, that, that's not true. But I definitely wouldn't have had it this far east. The idea that the, the western tip of, of Ecuador is like in the same, the same uh, what's this word, longitude as the east coast of the US? No, nah, I, I wouldn't have got that. I, I thought there was more overlap. So to see how far across, like how close to Africa, South America is, I wouldn't have got that. I wouldn't have got. I would have had it, sort of half half length, west. I would have. Now, uh, that that's just my memory. Now, does that mean that Mandela effect is true? No, no, it doesn't. Is it possible that Mandela is true? I'm open minded, but I think more likely I just my geography was no good. Now people will come to me and say, "Oh no, you." Now you're um, denying Mandela. Now you're just... Whatever they tell you about the map, you just believe. Okay, that's possible. That is possible. Like, maybe they have changed the map. And I'm just going to defend it because I don't want to accept that they're changing uh, the metaphysics, the the objective reality. That's possible. But here's the problem. The same people who, who go on about this, they also claim that Australia never used to be here. Yes, it did. Oh, Australia never used to be so close to... Uh, Indonesia and East Timor. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Even when I was a kid. They, they used to have this problem where supposedly people were jumping on boats on this bullshit country, coming to Australia for amnesty or for refugee status, because it's a short boat ride. It's a short boat ride. Right? Why? Because Australia, the landmass, is so close to that landmass. And always has been the whole time I've been alive. So anyone who tells you that Australia used to be out here, that person, they're not a liar. They're just, their memory is shot. And, in, and instead of accepting that they're wrong sometimes, which we all are, they think that objective reality is changing, but it's not. Australia, I'm 32, has always been this close to, to these countries. I'm from, by the way, I'm from Australia, in case it's not clear. Okay, I'm, I'm now living, I'm now traveling uh, Asia. I'm around here now. I'm, as we speak, I'm up here. That's uh, Hanoi at the northern part of um, Vietnam. Previously, I was in Phuket, which is down here. Uh, I was in, recently, I was in, not long ago, I was in Bangkok, which is up here. I've spent time in Malaysia. Kuala Lumpur's down here. I've spent time in Malaysia in Kuching, over here. Oh, we zoom back in, motherfucker. There we go. So I've been in Kuching, over here. Kuala Lumpur, Phuket, Bangkok, Saigon, Hanoi. I'm traveling in Asia, but I grew up in Melbourne. And I uh, spent several years in Brisbane. We've always been that close. Yes, okay, maybe maybe this has changed, I'm open-minded. I don't think so, but it's, I don't know. But I definitely know that we've, the whole time I've been alive, that's been there. And anyone who says otherwise is either a liar or a fool, period. And then Canberra, apparently they're trying to claim that Canberra hasn't been Australia's capital. Yeah, it has. Australia has this weird thing where our capital city is this crappy little city over here, right? Melbourne's here, huge city, good city. Sydney, over here. Huge city, cool city. But neither a capital. No, there's some shitty little fucking city in the middle part of my language called Canberra. Right? That's how it's always been the whole time I've been alive. That's not that's not a new thing. Get the fuck out of here. So I'm telling you, I'm, I'm open minded to this to to this thing, but when I hear people talk about oh no, Australia's changed or 
No. You, you people have lost your minds. You people have lost your minds. And, you, and you're reinforcing each other's bullshit, man. And IPS makes this good point. He's like, man, if you get a church of people together, they like, no matter what each other says, they reinforce each other's um, testimony, their miracles, their revelations. Oh, I had, you know, I had this revelation in a dream. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Like, they reinforce each other's beliefs. And I believe there's a lot of people now in Mandela, they've had so many of these bullshit um, misrememberings reinforced as, oh, that's not your memory that's wrong, it's the objective reality. No, they're fucked, man. They're, it's, it's over now for them. And I, and I saw with Flat Earth, some people were able to extract themselves from Flat Earth, but a lot of them couldn't. Mandela's even worse because it's not, oh, you, you were wrong about the shape of the Earth. It's, no, your objective reality is changing. It's not your memory that's wrong. It's objective reality. Some people are going to be able to remove themselves from this, but most people won't. They're, they're fucked now. So to Tim Osman and to IPS and to anybody else who thinks that you're going to save these people, you're kidding yourself, man. Look at what happened with Flat Earth. I tried to, to, to show people how bullshit their arguments were. I've been very lucky. I've got some emails and some comments from people saying, Joby, you helped me see that Flat Earth is bullshit, but less than 10 people... Listen to people. If I went through all of my email from fifty videos debunking, critiquing, mocking Flat Earth, the number of people who've told me JLB, your work helped me to see that Flat Earth is crap, is less than ten. It might be it's somewhere between five and ten, but it's not many. Like I'm, I'm very grateful for that correspondence, and I feel great that I help people see that Flat Earth is bullshit. Right, that's great. But if you that that's out of thousands of people seeing my work, the vast majority just think that I'm evil. And that's something that I noticed. Let me go back to this note with Brian Stavely. This is something I noticed, especially with his, his call to Carla. Let's scroll down to this. Carla, at about 1 hour 57, joined the call. And if you want to read these notes, this is, this is John LeBond's notes about uh, Brian Stavely talking about IPS, a 5,000-word article that you can see here. If you want to read this, just join johnlebond.com. It's one of literally hundreds of items that are, that are waiting for you right now for you to join. But let me show you this right now for free. At 1 hour 57 of that call, Carla joins. Now, she seems like a nice lady, and she's well-spoken, and, and I respect her shtick. But if you, if you listen to her words, and I was listening because I was taking notes, I was taking quotes, bro. She was talking about a dark, evil spirit out there. She said, we, as in Stavely's channel, we're about love. And she said, I'm watching you, as in the people in the live chat. She says, these people are my flesh and blood, my family, people like Brian Stavely. She's like, I'm watching you. If you're in IPS's chat, I'm watching what you say, right? She said, these people is in IPS, his fans, they're so evil. And she said, I don't invite demons into my home. You guys understand you're dealing with religious dogma. You understand that, surely. Even if you believe uh, Mandela's real, and I'm wrong, that's fine. But you understand the people in your little movement are religious. You understand that. You understand you've now joined a religion where the, the non-believers are they believe in demons and they spread demons and they're evil. You understand that? You do understand that. Like you understand the language that's being used is the exact same as religious dogma. You must understand that by now. <clears throat> Even if Mandela's real, that's fine. Even if I'm wrong, that's fine. Even if I'm a page she'll send to cause problems for you, fine. But you and your friends like Carla, you understand there is a dark, evil spirit out there. We're about love. And I'm watching you if you're in IPS's chat, if you're in some other chat. We're about love. 
and you are criticizing my flesh and blood, my family. These people are evil, and I don't invite demons. Look at the language. You understand you're dealing with religion. And I mean no disrespect to Carla. I'm sure she's a nice lady. But look at the language, guys. It's a, it's a religion. You're in a religion. You understand that? You've joined an online religion. Oh, it's online. It's not a religion. Bro, I've been here for long enough. Yes, religions can be online. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. And if you actually believe this crap, that there are demons coming to get you, trying to stop Mandela, if you believe that crap, you're part of a religion. Nothing wrong with that, by the way. If you're happy, awesome. There's nothing wrong. But just to understand that you have joined a religion, an online religion. And you can leave. They will attack you for leaving, of course. That's what religions do. Oh, he's an apostate. He's a heretic. Now we're going to say bad things about him because he left. Yes, that's what religions do. They make it clear that if you leave, you'll be attacked. Sure. But so what? They attack you. Who cares? Look, I'm going to get attacked for this. This live stream that I've just done, I'm going to get attacked by flat earth believers, by Mandela believers. I'll get attacked by... Who else? What else have I talked about? Anything that I've talked about today, I'll get attacked. It's just it's just part and part. Who gives a shit, man? Who gives a shit? doesn't matter. You can leave Mandela Effect. You can even still believe in it, but just leave these people behind. These people are not... I personally don't think they're mentally stable. That's just my opinion. But we need to wrap this show up, guys. It's 3.20. I need some sleep, man. I need some sleep. Because tomorrow I've got to edit part two of the most recent uh, John LeBond podcast. Let me show you this. Check this out, right? I'm very lucky because I've been in the scene for a few years. I've built up not just an audience, but a bunch of people who respect what I'm doing. People who are not part of my project, but they respect that I interview well and I'm, I'm sincere in what I do. So I was very fortunate just recently. I had a chat with Marcus Allen, who is one of the OG crew when it comes to 9-11. Nobody died, nobody got hurt. The planes are fake, the towers are hollow, etc. This guy's one of the OG crew, man. And I interviewed him last night. And uh, so today I released part one, the first hour, 10 minutes. Tomorrow I'll edit and release part two. And there's uh, literally 60 plus podcasts right now. If you sign up at johnlebond.com, I talk about The Matrix, Total Recall, 12 Monkeys. I like to do film reviews. But sometimes we talk about things like the diamond hoax, the deadly animal hoax, like spiders don't kill anybody, that's a hoax. The Titanic didn't exist at all. It's a hoax, nobody died, nobody got hurt. The war hoax, Iraq's a hoax, Afghanistan. Dude, I talk about all the hoaxes, man. And I'm lucky because I've got all these members of my website, we talk about it as well. Now, not, not all of them agree with me. Like some of, some of the members of my website still believe wars are real. Or they still believe that history is real or, you know, whatever. It, it's, it, dude, it's cool. If you've if you've been in flat Earth for too long on Mandela, where it's so aggressive and people getting angry, it, it might sound crazy to you that I can talk to people who believe that war's real, and they can hear me say it's a hoax, and they don't get angry. I don't get angry at them. It's just a chat. You're like, what? Is that possible? Yeah, but you need to find intelligent people, and you won't find that for the most part on YouTube, which is full of cretins and and in my opinion, flotsam and jetsam. Just my opinion. So tomorrow I'll wake up, I'll go to the gym, come home, have a shower, go and get some lunch, go to the cafe, edit part two of the Marcus Allen call, hopefully by 7 or 8 p.m., get it published, and then come home and drink some uh, some soju. Oh, Joe, but you shouldn't drink alcohol. I know, I know I shouldn't, but I'm not perfect. Are you perfect? No, you're not, so don't, don't criticize me for not being perfect. I don't criticize you for not being perfect. Don't criticize me. I enjoy a 
some soju and some tiger beer and, and a bit of sleep, which I need. So let me read the comments for the last time, and then it is time to wrap this up. Let's go to the comments. What do we got here? John LeBond responds. 50 people watching live. Fantastic. This is a peak for the new channel. Alrighty. Guys, get your comments in because I'm wrapping this stuff up. I'm wrapping it up right now. Let's have a look. John LeBond, are you not a geocentrist? No. No, I'm not. But 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 of all of the models that you know, geocentrist is the closest. So if you want to call me that, that's fine. It's not a problem. It's 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 much better than spinning ball earth and flat earth, that's for sure. Let's have a look. Um, Jerry Gergich says IPS debunked the South American Mandela effect. Well, I don't know what you mean by debunked. Like I'm just saying that if you asked me to draw it two weeks ago, I wouldn't have had uh, North America and South America so far apart. I would have had this closer. I'm not saying that that means that Mandela's real. I'm just saying my memory is also not correct. And and what the Mandela people are saying is, oh, all these incorrect memories is because objective reality has changed. I'm not saying objective reality has changed. I'm just saying I agree that I I was wrong about where the South America is. Like it's a, it's a lot further east than I. It's very far east. Like to the point where why do they call it North America and South America? Like they're not. It's it's almost West America and East America. Like it's. I wouldn't have drawn it that way. I was wrong. Uh, live chat. What else have we got here? Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Fold up seats. What the hell is all this nonsense? Mandela effect. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. Marcus might have the hoax busters call you wanted in his vault. Uh... A fakeologist, when you listen to my chat, with my most recent chat with Marcus, I think you are going to love it. There are parts that you're going to be, that you won't agree with, but I think you're going to really enjoy the conversation. I certainly did. It was fantastic. And uh, I'm doing my best, Ab. I'm doing my best to get blah, blah, Marcus blah, to blah, blah. to be more active. I'm doing my best. I hope that you're doing your best as well. He's, he's a talent. He's a talented guy. He's a good speaker. He knows the scene very well. And he's got some stories to tell. So the chat last night was just sensational. So I got part one edited and released uh, today. And tomorrow I'll get part two edited and released. And I will uh, treat myself tomorrow night once part two is published on my balcony here in my place in Hanoi to uh, a makeshift Long Island iced tea and uh, just listen back to the call and really enjoy it for what it is and and you, Ab, the fakeologist, uh, Brian Staley, for his 9-11 work, not his Mandela nonsense, but his 9-11 work, uh, Marcus Allen with his work, Chris Kendall, his work, Simon Shack, his work. You guys really did some amazing work, and you should all be proud of that. And I hope that you are. I hope that all of you are, are proud of what you did, because it, it's a huge stepping stone. And so for me to get the chance to talk to Marcus and discuss these things is a real privilege. And uh, I think, yeah, the the call I released today was fantastic. And the call I'm releasing tomorrow will be even better. And anybody who wants to listen to that, you have to sign up as a member of JohnLeBond.com. That's what you have to do. Now, some people come to me and they say, oh, I would never sign up. Okay, fine. That's cool. You don't have to. There's a ton of free content, content there as well. However, if you're someone who understands that you get what you pay for, well, there's one place to pay for the best. And that's JohnLeBond.com, period. Period. 
There's no exceptions. My website is the best. On any of these topics, my website is the best. And it's not just my content. There's people now publishing their content on my website. So there's about 40 pieces now that have been written or produced by other people from around the world. In other words, people who write their own essays, produce their own videos or podcasts that are published on johnthebond.com, only available on johnthebond.com. These are people who are like, I only want my stuff being seen by other people who get it. And the kind of people like, oh, I would never pay. I would never pay for good content. I'll pay money for alcohol, drugs, Netflix, Hollywood films, DVDs, but I would never pay for good quality truth content. Well, those people are retards, complete retards. And so my website and the members now, our content is just for each other. And uh, it's fantastic. So you, you're welcome to join that, but it does come with a cost. You don't get it for free. That's just how it is. And people can say whatever they want. doesn't matter. In fact, Marcus Allen, to give you an example, this guy here, the, the guy who I recently interviewed, right? he explicitly only wants to chat with me because he knows my stuff is behind a paywall. He doesn't want regular retards listening to him. And I'm like, I get it. He did hundreds of live shows for the Lemmings. What did he get in return for that? Nothing. Nothing. No respect. No quid pro quo. Nothing. So now he's like, if these people don't care about what I'm saying, they can't listen. If they care, they'll pay. Bang. He gets it. And there's a lot more people out there who get it than you might realize. And they're all at johnthebond.com. So now it's time to wrap this up, guys. I've been saying I'm going to wrap it up. I think I've talked about everything. The four key points, yes. The South America Sync, yes. My website, yes. That's everything, guys. Time to wrap it up. So final comments, get them in. Let's have a look here. Good job getting Marcus on. Dude, check out the call. Part one's fantastic. Marcus might have the Hoaxbusters call. Let's have a look. Linking to IPS is getting my blog attacked. Yeah, I, I did see that your blog was down uh, yesterday my time. It was weird. My website's fine. So who knows? Maybe when I wake up, my website will be gone. But I have had no problems personally. But um, I, Look, I pay good money, man. I pay good money for my web host. I pay good money for my video host and my podcast host. Uh, I pay good money for good services. You know, it's one of the things I've learned is you... You can save money by going cheap in some things, but some things you pay good money, you get good quality. So my video hosting service, which is not YouTube, have never given me a problem, man. My podcasting host, which I pay good money for, never given me a problem. I'm spending uh, American 40 bucks a month for my podcasting host. There's heaps of free options out there. I'm happy to pay the 40 bucks a month because I get good service. And, and this is one of the things I've learned is like, Yes, you can scrimp, but you pay good money, you get good service, and I've had no problems. What else have we got here? Let's take a look. Uh, let's see. Uh, Nummy Num says, because you talked about the Bang Bang hoaxes, I don't know what that means. Hack Max says, you seriously believe he's had 70 channels erased? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, any evidence of war? Uh, no, there is no evidence of war. War is a hoax, but that's a different topic for a different day. Henry Ford says complete retards. Yes, I agree. The vast majority of his scene are retards. That's a fact. And Lilith says, I'll watch from the beginning. Thank you, JLB Penguin. Check it out. I hope you enjoy it. But it is time for me to go, guys. So on the 14th of December, 2019, let me just recap. 
if you want to listen to the call that I was talking about today with IPR or IPS, it's already in the info box. It's a three-hour call. It's free. Go and check that out. I recently released my notes from Brian Stavely's call out of IPS. It's a 5,000-word article. It took me hours to listen, take notes, transcribe. I give a whole bunch of information that you won't get anywhere else about Brian, about my take on what was said. That is all available on johnthebond.com right now as we speak. My website's right here. There's a whole bunch of people who support what I do. About 80 people around the world support what I do. They make this possible. The money I make from this website would not be enough to do this full-time in Australia, but I've moved to Asia to allow me to do this. This is my full-time job now. I'm a full-time researcher, content producer, and that's possible because I've moved to a, a, a poor country where my money goes further, and these people support what I'm doing. All of these people, man, they support what I'm doing. You can join too if you like. All the information is at johnlebond.com. But before you do that, just go to the free stuff. There's tons of free stuff. Listen to the free stuff first. Don't, don't just join straight away. Go and check out these free, these free podcasts, man. There's 13 of them right now about all kinds of topics. There's about 30 hours just on this one page. Go and check this out. See if this is the kind of thing that's for you. If it's not, that's cool. But if it is, come and join as a member because there's another 160 hours of content waiting for you right now at johnlebond.com. This is another free podcast as well. If you want to know how to destroy the spinning ball earthers, this is the best uh, lesson you'll ever get. This is not proof of flat earth because flat earth is bullshit, but this is how to destroy the spinning ball earthers. Link in the info box below. Heliocentrist vs. John LeBond. And may I ponder where I talk about all the symbolism of NASA, which I was you know, sparked into thinking about by IPS's work. Guys, the symbolism of the so-called... Um, Space missions is full. It's not just that they're hoaxing it. They're telling us a story. But only a few of us get it. I get it. The members of my website, some of them of the members of my website get it. I think IPS gets it and I think some of his listeners get it. It's if you just say, Oh, it's it's all hoax, yeah it is, but that's not the interesting thing. There's there's something else going on and I think IPS gets it, which is very impressive. Uh the end of the tour, my own sync. Guys, I told you I've, I've told this story in my personal sync before, but only behind closed doors. This is the first time I've publicly spoken about my Alanis Morissette sync with my my lady friend in uh, in Brisbane, which was years ago. That's a long time ago now, but uh, I'm still very thankful for the time that that I had with her. Those were uh, those were good times. And uh, MK Ultra Project, a video that I made promoting IPS's work weeks ago. Reverend Nigger Daddy. Go and subscribe to this guy. I'll put a link in the info box below as well. This guy, this guy knows what's going on, man. He, he's he's older than me, but look, he look how good, look how healthy the guy looks, man. That's because he knows what's going on. Yeah, go and check out his channel, Reverend Nigger Daddy. Let me try and say it again. Mama moments, Reverend Nigger Daddy. There we go, got it. And then uh, South America. I'm just being honest. I wouldn't have drawn it that way. All right. I'm not saying it's proof of Mandela. I'm just saying I would have drawn it around here, so I was wrong. But Australia has always been there. Canberra's always been there, and anybody who tells you otherwise is in fact a liar, period. So that is the end. Final comments. Let's have a look. Uh, space is fake, says Lee Harvey. Yes, it is. Um, I think that's it, guys. So 14 December 2019. How are we looking on OBS? We looking all right? Yep, looking all right. Fantastic. All right. So Super Agent John LeBond coming to you on behalf of my CIAs. It's uh, great to get paid to do what I do. I enjoy it. I love it. Hanoi's a great place to be. And uh, a big thanks to everybody who supports everything I do. I, 
I can't thank all of you enough. Even those of you who used to support me and have since left the website, totally sweet. Anyone who has supported me for even one day, uh, all of you, thank you very much. It's, uh, it's, it's amazing to be living the dream. It, the dream is not beautiful uh, all the time. There's, there's ups and downs, but the fact that I can brush my teeth, go to bed and, and wake up in the morning knowing that, that I can do whatever I want and the world is my oyster is uh, phenomenal. And I couldn't do any of this without your support. So to every single person who has ever supported financially what I'm doing, thank you. To those of you who've never supported what I'm doing financially, that's cool. Um, you know, I'm sure I'm sure you, in your own mind, are doing what you think is best and supporting what you think is best. And uh, and we'll leave it there. So check out johnthebond.com. And uh, on the 14th of December, 2019, thank you very much. Until next time, remember, no. Check the, check the links in the info box below. There's a ton of content there. Me and other people, check the links in the info box below. And until next time, remember, no more monkey business.